Alright. Uh, looks like it's going. Alright, welcome back to the Stupid and Delicious Wrestling Podcast. We're not dead. Uh, we have not recorded an episode since night one of X16. Because student teaching and then global pandemic. So we haven't really been going to indie shows or watching much. Um, however, with school being canceled and the pandemic being on and not being able to leave the house, uh, I decided to actually pay for WWE Network for another month and watch WrestleMania. Cat chose not to, so I had to call in some backup. That backup is, as always, Matthew. What's up, everybody? And if you hear me sneezing and coughing during this, he's got I the corona. No, <laughs> no, 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 allergies. allergies. Yeah, my allergies. No corona. Oh my god, my allergies have been so <laughs> shit during this whole time, and I'm just mm-hmm. like, oh god, do I need to go to the doctor? No, it's just allergies. Chill. But, yeah, I'm I'm not too worried about it. Like yeah, I'm, I'm I'm feeling fine now, but some points here and there I may cough or sneeze. So hopefully not. But who knows? People <laughs> think that you don't have to hear Samantha sneeze. Listen, I cannot control how it comes out of my body. I have told you this. I can't control the volume, the force. Or anything, it just. I mean, when she my body the, just does what it does, and you have when to. When she tries to muffle it, it's not so bad. But <laughs> listen, I can't help it. I had a friend in college. When she sneezes, she sounds like a Pokemon. <laughs> it doesn't matter how big the buildup is; it always ends with chew. I'm like, I was just gonna ask, like, what Pokemon does? Yeah, she just chew. Sound like basically okay. Pikachu. Also, I watched Detective Pikachu yesterday. Not that bad. I've I heard, thought about watching it. I've heard it was. I mean, I don't. I've never watched anything or had anything to do with Pikachu and all that stuff. But I what? heard people say pretty good. Well, she was a little bit older when. Well, I mean, I guess that doesn't really matter. But she was <laughs> when it came out, and no, that was um, past my. That was. It was around the time when I would have gotten into it. I just always thought they were cute, and I never really. That's paid based. It. Basically, what the movie is is Pokemon just being cute. So, um, but yeah. So if we aren't here to talk about global pandemics, though, or <clears throat> Pokemon, uh, we're here to talk about too big for one night. No one was there. WrestleMania. Um, yeah. So, Yay. <laughs> I have not watched a WWE product since the rumble and i haven't watched raw or smackdown since like november because it got to be too much trying to watch AEW and raw and smackdown and pay-per-views and i was like i i'm just going to AEW. yeah probably nikki and i had talked about at one point after mania just getting rid of the network um even though basically i pay for the network for 205 love and yeah. NXT. I mean, I did, but now NXT's gone. And so, I was like, I mean, they're probably, I might as well just, I was like, I almost should just watch 205 while I can, because they're probably going to get sold off, and the network probably isn't going to exist by the end of the year anyway. Why the fuck are the Forgotten Sons, are they coming to SmackDown? Oh, God, no. Oh, no. That's the call-up? <laughs> no, no, no. That's the no. After Mania call-up? Why? 
They're not ready. Terrorists. The whole reason they were forgotten is none of them are ready. Yeah. Now, when when it comes to me watching the product, like, I've been regularly watching NXT, NXT UK, and 205 Live. Basically, that's it. Like, that's all I watch. Um, But NXT UK is just pretty forgettable for the most part. I'm usually on my phone doing Yeah, it. I mean, it's okay for what it is, but I'm... So I can see Front 7. I mean, <laughs> I'm being honest, exactly. that's pretty much... I mean, I love Piper Niven. I love her. Mm, and yeah. The, they had a crazy... I, WWE said, we, we know they're bad about promoting things, but they had um, a women's match last month, and it was... Was it a... the hell kind of match was it? No, I can't remember. Was it a lot... Was it, it a was last, like a last woman standing? Yeah, that match was yeah. really, really good, and they they should have put a lot more into that. I mean, they don't care about the UK; they just want to decimate so, the so scene. So my thing with NXT UK is, I feel <laughs> like they don't actually care about it making them money; they just no, care don't. about taking money away from the indies in England. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. And they, I mean, well, that's the whole reason they put the the cruiserweight title on Jordan Devlin because they Jesus, just. Want, I didn't even know he had it. Yeah, but worlds collide. He, Angel Garza had it for like three weeks, and that was when Angel Garza was getting over. He got over really well in the next. Uh, I mean, in two hundred five live, him and Leo Rush had some excellent matches, and he um, he won the match. When he uh, when he won, he proposed to his girlfriend during the commercial break. Nobody knew it was going to happen, and then he dropped the title three weeks later. They had a four way match with Jordan Devlin, Travis Banks, uh, it was Swerve, right? And uh, yeah, so. Jordan Devlin. God, and... I keep forgetting they have everyone now. How are they yeah. not doing Seriously. good matches on Raw right. and SmackDown? That match was really good. And so, yeah, he, whenever he defended it on 205, like, once, went back to the UK, he's defended it, like, twice. But then he's, like, challenging Walter while he still has that title. And so I feel like they just... Walter's going to be walking around with the Cruiserweight belts. Oh, that would be amazing. But uh, they... <laughs> but, yeah, so I guess they just... So, actually, uh, William Regal tweeted a few days ago that because Jordan Devlin can't defend his title and to um, 205 live that uh, they're going to do a tournament to, to determine a, an interim champion. Oh, okay. And well. Jordan Devlin tweeted and was like, well, they won't be the world champion. And when I can wrestle again, I'll, you know, basically it's his title and that whoever holds this will be a fake title. So it sounds like they're actually putting some effort into 205 live, which is nice, but They've never cared about that brand, so I don't yeah. hold my breath too too much for they it. Cared about it for like a week and a half, and then they bailed. Yeah, and I hate that because there's some really talented guys down there, and they were putting on some really really good matches. Especially when I had to when I was covering it for fan side, like I was. I mean, we watched anyway, but I obviously had to pay more attention to it. And they were having some really really good matches and. Oni Lorcan was doing some really great stuff down there, and it just, they deserve, they all, they've always have deserved better than they've gotten. They just have really talented people down there, and they just don't, 
give a shit. But it's just how, I mean, it just proves how they hoard people to keep them off the Indies. I mean, Oni Lorcan asked for his release, changed his name back to Beth Busick, and then somehow they convinced him to stay. So they've been using him more. But I mean, for what? Because they're never going to. The same shit they did to the revival when AEW started and they knew they were leaving. They were like, here's the tag belts for like four months. And then. Exactly. Well, and now they wait till a fucking pandemic when they can afford to to lose talent because so they don't have to pay them or whatever. Yep. Like, okay, now you can have your release. Um, (laughs) Um, So Forgotten Sons are coming out. Right now, to face. Wait a minute. Who was that? I wasn't really paying. Horrible. Oh, (laughs) oh my God! They're wrestling uh, Lucha House Party. All right. So, Forgotten Sons are going to beat Lucha House Party. Oh yeah, the brown people are totally going to lose to the to the MAGA people. (laughs) (laughs) Let it. True. So here's my thing. There were 18 matches on Mania, which I actually don't hate for it being two nights. But that tells you how many people were missing still, and they put on 18 matches. They have more people than they know what to do with. Yep. Absolutely. Just imagine, like, all this happening in one night. I would have been drained. Well, they typically... It would have been an eight-hour show. Yeah, that's yes. why I have seven and eight hour shows because this, I mean they do do a lot of matches now. So I mean I think that's pretty close to what they've been doing the last few years. Yeah, they've been so yeah, ever long. since uh, Dallas. Dallas was when they started the, and I know because I was there. The five hour shit. Oh, much. it was a three hour pre show, and yeah. then a five hour main show, and it's just way too much nobody can watch all that no um even live it sucked yeah i really hope this doesn't become i mean i kind of get the idea of a two night but then what do you do with nxt takeover and the hall of fame ceremony and stuff like that put the hall of fame on thursday put takeover on friday is what i would do Maybe that'll be their way to stop the indies or something like that. Uh, that's exactly what it is. That's why they schedule it the way they do now, is to <laughs> take away from indie shows. Because yeah. you have to pick between TakeOver and other indies. So you're like, alright, do I want the unproven guys, or do I want the guys I know are good? But... Right. And it's really And it's really sad that like, all the cancellations for Mania Weekend too. Like, all the shows I've been looking forward to, like, from GCW and from WrestleCon, like, F-E. it's all really sad. Yeah, the Effie show, the for the Culture show, Spring Break, yeah. like, it's really a shame. It is. I mean, these people can't afford to lose money, and it's terrible that, you know, it hit them like it did. Yeah. Yep. Now, I do appreciate, though, how many of them are using this as, like, opportunity to, like... Yeah get more in shape and heal up and i don't know if y'all have seen retin's progress picks today yes my god dude is ripped now yes he is he's improved a lot (laughs) um not that it matters he was always a good wrestler but it's just taking the situation and going all right this is my chance to really like 
show up and make sure when this is over, I'm going to make every dime I can. Right. Okay. And I think Saint, it means people are not going to take the time off to heal their body. So now they're forced into it. So yeah. it's, they, I mean, they definitely need it. And I'm sure, and obviously I'm sure it takes a toll on their mental health too. So yeah. <clears throat> being off the road, as much as it sucks, probably wondering where their next paycheck is going to come from. Um, it's still good that they're having this time to kind of recover um, and find out like backup plans. Cause like Serpentico tweeted like a week or so ago that like, you know, he had done really well from himself and could make a living doing wrestling, but then realized he doesn't really have a backup plan. And so now he's like trying to figure out, you know, what to do. And so I think a lot of wrestlers are going to have to kind of, I mean, you know, Jr. has always pushed people, wrestlers need a backup plan. They need something to fall back on. And that's still, as much as it's wonderful that people can make a living off of wrestling and don't have to be signed to a major company, which I think is fantastic, but I think it's always good to have something just in case something like, because you never, I mean, obviously you can't plan for something like this. Yeah. And that's a conversation I've actually had kind of behind the scenes with multiple people is all the young guys who are like, "Ah, I'm going to just make a living wrestling. They haven't gone through something like this. But you better believe after this, everyone's going to have a shoot job. Oh, yeah. It may be part time, but they're going to mm-hmm. have a shoot job after this. Right. Or they'll have some sort of a side hustle or something that they can just fall back. Yeah. But then how much of that stuff is things that you're going to have to have contact with people with. Yeah. Because like, look at somebody like Alex Shelley, who his daytime job is physical therapy, but a lot of his his patients are immunocompromised and like he took himself out of going to Germany because he didn't want to <laughs> forgot. So it's just one, oh, <laughs> but, uh, that they don't want to, um, you know, he didn't want to, he didn't want to risk his patients stuff, you know, being or yeah. their systems. And so how many of these people, you know, they're going to have these backup plans, but they're going to involve other people. So, you know, it's still going to be hard to kind of get around stuff like that. Yep. It's definitely been a huge, like, overall wake-up call, I think, for wrestling and just people in general, whether you're a teacher or whether you're whatever you do, everybody's been affected. Oh, um, yeah. And while sure. while I'm on that, shout out to, speaking of indie people we know and love, uh, Eric and Kim have been on Facebook Live sewing multiple times a day cloth masks for people and they have made over 1300 masks just holy shit wow that's been amazing and this is like through eric's birthday through one of their kids birthdays like they are taking their time they both have jobs kim's still in school and they are taking their free time to sit down and make all these masks and it's phenomenal so awesome i wanted to shout them out on here yeah for sure um i've been in their feeds a lot also if someone's being nice enough to make a mask for you be patient shit's weird it's gonna take a minute (laughs) yeah apparently people have been harassing and that's not cool so no not at all because like you said they're taking their time i mean if you want that i mean you could go and spend way more to like order it from another from like a company instead mm-hmm. of a person directly yep. yeah 
that somebody on one of the videos I watched that it takes like about 20 minutes just to make one. So mm -hmm. I imagine. Yeah, it's not a one-person job at all. So Yeah, I can't remember if it was Nyla Rose's wife that I saw tweet it or somebody, and she said that they had gotten to the point where they were making six to seven an hour, and yeah. they had just, like, themselves out of making it. And I was like, I mean, that, and I think she had gotten up to, like, 30, uh, 30 masks or so, a day or something like that. And I was like, but still, I was like, 30 masks a day is still huge yeah, considering... That's... I was like, that can still help so many people. I was like, that's mm -hmm. 30 people that are being helped. Yep. Well, and just like, even like Kat and I, like I've got limited lung capacity because of how my spine bends. She's got right. asthma. So we literally haven't left the house unless we have had to. Yeah. Uh, I'm ordering groceries. I'm doing drive through pharmacy line. Like I'm not going anywhere outside of my car. Um, and I mean, it's not, it's not just like the doctors and the retail workers. It's people like nobody would know that about Kat. Right. Look at her. But yeah. I mean, it's just one well, of those things. Thing. It's not worth it. You can, you can, people assume that you can see stuff like that. And if you can't, if it's invisible, then it's not there. And so they just don't care. Yep. Yeah, I've got a acquaintance from a former cast member of this show. Uh, I've had to pretty much unfollow because he's complaining on Facebook every day. He's like, man, when can my life go back to normal? Y'all freaking out for no reason. Listen, your like, life is not going to go back to normal. This is There's going to be a new normal now. Yep. <laughs> yeah, this is <laughs> probably... And it should... This is probably the third biggest historical thing I've lived through. Right. Um, so, yeah. I'll tell you what, yeah. when this first started, I didn't take it too seriously. I mean, this was like before it came to the United States. Like, it was still yeah. in China and England and all that stuff. But then once it reached over here, I'm like, and then like, you know, the NBA, like canceling their games and all that shit. I was like, wow, shit's getting real. It took NBA canceling its game and Tom Hanks getting it for people to yeah. take it seriously. Yeah. Which yep. is sad. Which is really, really sad. It is. Um, there's a guy on TikTok who's doing all these little skits of being the different states. And, <laughs> oh my God, it's so good. But basically, he's making for fun of Florida and South Carolina because we just chose to ignore that it was a thing. And now we have a shit ton of cases because we chose to ignore. Well, even even that aside, people are stupid. They're like, oh, I don't have work. Guess we're taking a family trip to the beach. Guess we're going on spring break. Yeah, one of my coworkers is in Charleston right now, like, Skyping into our meetings. And I'm like, why the hell are you in Charleston? You work in the upstate. So. People, just stay home. Please. Yeah. If like, you want this on. to be over, stay home for a month and we'll be fine. One month. Yes. But, anyway. I mean, it's not that hard to, to ask, you know? It's <laughs> yeah. because people don't want it, because when they're not affected directly from it, then they don't care. Yep. And right. somebody they know. And then, it's that's when it matters. Yeah. Well, and like, I'm extroverted as hell, but you better believe I'm keeping my ass at home. I'm not stupid. 
This outside of cat, this is the most social interaction I've had in <laughs> weeks. Yeah, I mean, I work from home already, and so I'm, you know, definitely don't leave the house unless we have to, and it's usually for the store and have to run, like, just for certain things. Like, our dad's birthday was Tuesday, and we didn't, he was like, let's just wait, because we talked about maybe, like, getting takeout and just sitting six feet apart and eating on the deck or something, and he was like, let's just wait until we can actually go to a restaurant. So we we used Postmates and had banana pudding cake, (laughs) a cake slice of cake pop sent to him and then my his mom didn't know we were doing that so his mom ordered him pizza and had it delivered and my cousin had Amelie's sent to him (laughs) so I was like he's pretty much set probably through Easter (laughs) shout out to all the delivery drivers yes and And please tip them yeah they are putting themselves at risk to bring you food so please please tip them um and not just that, but, like, the stores are not an easy place to be right now. No. Like, they're having to be in constant contact. Hey, they're out of this. They're out of that. Yep, they're yep. out of everything. And Sorry. People need to be nice to them. It's not their fault that there's, like, a two two food limit. Or, like, you can only get two packages of chicken at a time. Or you can only get a package of this or that. Because people are assholes and are trying to hoard shit from people who actually need it. So I'm like, it's not the store's fault. They're having to do this because of y'all. So, Well, and like, I had an Instacart issue the other day and I had to wait on their live chat for like six hours to to get a service person. And I was just like, look, I'm not even mad. I just wanted to let y'all know. And she was like, thank you for being so nice because most people are just being awful. I'm like, yeah. no, y'all didn't cause this. Y'all are customer service trying to help people. I'm exactly. Good. We went to Publix, like, because it was three weeks ago because we couldn't find chicken anywhere. And the woman was like, we had, like, three things of chicken. She was like, oh, there's a limit of two. There was no signage anywhere near the chicken. So we didn't know. And we were like, oh. And so we were, like, trying to decide which ones to get. And we were putting it back. And she was like, she was like, thank you guys for being so nice. She was like, we have been cussed out all week because we have <laughs> limits. And she was like, I would rather be at home with my kid than being here and getting yelled at. She's like, my house is fun. She was like, so believe me, I'd rather be there. And we were like, well, thank you for like, I'm sorry that you're having to deal with all that. And thank you for being here. Um, I was like, because I know it's not easy. And she was like, well, thank you for saying that. Cause she was like, people are just been really, really mean to us. <laughs> and she it. also judged this man for walking around <laughs> on, with um, gloves on, but using a cell phone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cause I promise you, he's never disinfected that phone. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. We actually have a, a UV ray phone soap thing. Oh, really? Yeah. That's... Cat uses it every night. Yeah. Yeah, we have, like, Nikki and I have been using, like, homemade hand sanitizer for a while. Like, we keep it in our purses. And so when we would go out and we would, like, get buggies and stuff, we spray stuff down. And people always looked at us like we were crazy. And we're like, who's crazy now? <laughs> people are nasty. <laughs> I was like, they cough and put their hands on stuff, and like kids dig in their nose and put their hands on shit. I was like, uh uh-uh. uh. Kids We're... like things? <laughs> like, no. We've been, I was like, we've been doing this for like three years. So we're like, <laughs> we always have hand sanitizer that we make ourselves. So we're like, Mm-mm. we know. <laughs> also, uh, one more shout out to the healthcare workers who yes. are risking their lives 
to yeah. save other people's lives too. Exactly. Can't yeah. forget about them. Do it without enough protection. Absolutely. Yeah, I have doctor friends who have disabilities who make them at risk, and they're still going to work. So. Yep. And yeah, and so I don't want to hear any more about how these people don't deserve fifteen dollars an hour when they're putting their lives and their health on the line to make sure that you have what you need. Mm-hmm. So I never want to hear an argument that these people don't shouldn't make fifteen dollars an hour and they shouldn't have health care and stuff like that because if it weren't for them, we'd all be starving right now. Yeah. <laughs> Truth. And that... one more thing. One yep. more thing. What the hell is up with toilet paper? being sold out it's because it People started in Australia and they made some I don't some, get it they, like it news there and so it somehow got over here and so people went out and started buying it but I read something else that they said people in a time of like uncertainty people go for things that are tangible that they can control and so toilet paper is something that's in a package and it's something that they can they can have that's like i guess some and sort of something con- that some sort everybody of control. needs well if worse right. comes to worse at least we have toilet paper yeah yeah, yeah, exactly. So <laughs> I think that's kind of what started it, and then it just becomes. But then it just becomes this mentality. Not it's almost like a pack mentality that they see it happening in one place, and so it just starts. It triggers, yeah, and all I, the stuff. If people would just calm down and think rationally, which I know is asking a lot. <laughs> but if they would just be rational, like this, it would have never happened. <laughs> we wouldn't have yeah. run. We wouldn't have limits on the type of food that we can get on toilet paper. And I was like, and now all these kids are staying home, so they definitely need toilet paper because there's children <laughs> going to the bathroom yeah. all day. And I was gonna say the number of articles I've seen that was like, if people would just buy what they need for the week, we'd be fine. Yeah, yeah. But exactly. everybody's hoarding everything, so. Yeah. But yeah. All right, so that's the coronavirus portion of the show. <laughs> um, we could party. probably have a three-hour show just about that. Let's be honest. Yeah. It's, no. The world I mean, has gone insane. Too big for one night and have to be a two-show. <laughs> it's too big for one night. <laughs> I, I've got yeah. probably. Two thirds of a handle of rum, so let's go. Let's do it. Okay. All righty. I have the matches right here. I actually know the first match. Oh, okay. It was the kickoff first match or the first kickoff first first match was Cesaro and Gulak, and it should have been way longer. Yeah, that was my only problem about this. That was was the match that one of the matches that I actually cared about. Um, for real, that they I because I. And I think if we can all agree, I love the team of Daniel Bryan and Drew Gulak. I think that's the smartest. Yes. Thank God Daniel Bryan asked to work with Drew Gulak and do all this stuff with him because they have been fantastic together. Um, what was the this official match, time on it, Matthew? I was just getting ready to say this match was four minutes and 25 seconds. Uh, Did even make it to the five-minute mark? No. And yet, we had Corey Graves... Who is just a shameless corporate shill now? God, I hate him. Yeah. And Pete Rosenberg, who has always been a shameless corporate shill, just rambling about nothing. Like they kept talking about like, stuff and not saying anything. It was like listening to Donald Trump talk. It was awful. <laughs> it's well known on this show we hate Trump, so 
I, yeah. I'm not even worried about it. But anyway, we couldn't have <laughs> we couldn't have 15 minutes, exactly, like, or at least 10. Come on. Yeah, I th- this could have been so much better. I don't I don't know why they kept it so short. And it was pre-taped. Yes. <laughs> yeah, like, they had plenty of time. Uh, like if you're gonna let Corbin and Elias go for as long as you did, then you can let. Oh, uh, we'll get there. Um, but I'm just saying you can do people who are actually good and let them have longer matches. But it's because he thinks that nobody likes indie indie wrestling and won't watch matches like that because they're like people don't care. I was gonna say that was one of the best four and a half minute matches of all time. Yeah, that UFO was insane. Yes, I popped for that. That was amazing. I have not done my history in indie. Me either. And so when I... I did not... I had never seen that before, so... Neither had I. I popped. I was like, did he just airplane spin without his arms? Holy fuck. I made Kat, like, stop playing on her phone. I was like, you have to see this because I've never seen it before. She was like, "Yep." I believe he's done that in ROH. Plenty yes. Of times. yes. Yeah, I know it, that they said it was like really big in the indies, and he had never done it in W. Like, it I used to be his finisher, never- I think. Yeah. So. And so, yeah, because I saw him because I'm we weren't home yet for the pre-show. We had to watch it afterwards, and I saw him tweet UFO, and I was like, "What the hell is that?" And then. Uh, then I started reading late, like I saw tweets about it, and I was like, oh, apparently that's a move he used to do. And then I saw it, and I was like, holy shit, that's amazing. I was like, how has he never used that before? They but probably wouldn't let him. Probably not, because we can't have Cesaro out here getting over on on his own. Well, and I can almost promise you, Vince is not at these tapings. No. Oh, so, no, he can't risk his help. I'm guessing there's... A little more freedom under whoever's in charge to just you know Triple. hey it's pre-taped we gotta catch some eyes or, i take that back Heyman is in charge oh well that makes perfect sense then we gotta catch yeah. some eyes yeah. we gotta do some shit a little differently to make people pay attention yes that move alone will make people pay attention exactly <laughs> i'm sure vince still has a say Oh, oh, sure, but he's not there live at the tapings. Heyman is the one risking his health, not oh, yeah. not Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, and Vince has been, from what I have been reading, Vince hasn't been backstage before even this stuff was going on. He's not been around a lot. Like Royal Rumble, I think he wasn't there. Shane was there. Which explains Shane, why things have been getting better. Yes, because they yeah. said Shane is still pretty much when when Vince dies in his office because we all know that's how it's going to happen <laughs> when he when he finally when he finally passes that Shane's still going to take over and so I guess who is that? I don't know what kind of terrible wrestling <laughs> oh shit I'm I feel some... bad if that's his real name but they don't usually let them use their real name Seamus is wrestling some I guess he's in it Kyle Bloom is he an NXT person? Kyle Bloom don't use I've never heard of him he has long shoulder length blonde hair and he's not he's like tall. he's not jacked. Like he's definitely something WWE would or maybe he's a performance center person. I guess so. Al Bloom wrestler. Let's see. Which means James probably gonna him in about two minutes. He's already got him in a headlock, so 
And he's beating the fuck out of his chest, so. That's gotta be a WWE name and not a um, indie name. Cause... You search Cal or Cal? It's C-A-L. Okay. Like Cal again. Let's try Cal. Uh, American professional wrestler, former college football player, 2016, and he yeah, only in the performance center. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, there's uh, a couple. Of weeks ago, they used uh, Leon Ruff. Nice. Yeah, so I was like, I guess they're using some Evolve people, or is he down at the Performance Because I don't keep up with Evolve, really. Um, so I was like, I don't know if he's down at the Performance Center, or they just use Is that Evolve's training center down there, too? Uh, probably. Everybody's in Orlando. That's why yeah. when well, you they make said it big, you move there. Them. I think it's somewhere else in Florida, but not in Orlando. But okay. they're, the people they're using, they're sequestering in hotels. Hmm. Um, they did it all through the tapings, and I guess since they're going to get around this shelter the stay at home order that they're still keeping them in hotels um basically they're in, ho in hotels for hours a day until they have to come film their match and then you know what? They... i saw tyler breeze streaming his twitch thing from a hotel room so that makes sense yeah, that's yeah. why which i was like well at least they're yeah, at least they're putting them up in a hotel yeah. yeah and i was like hopefully that means they're feeding them and Things like that. Hopefully, they're paying but, for the food, but it from is. From what I've heard, the food is the one thing that WWE has never skimped on. From oh. anyone I've ever heard about being backstage, the craft services is amazing. So apparently, they're doing because they did this thing called Jeff Hardy Chapter One. Apparently, there's a 24 coming out on him. But did you? Well, this might be a conversation for when we get to the Goldberg match. For the rumor that was going around that it wasn't going to be Braun, it was going to be Jeff Hardy hmm. that was going to face huh. and win the title. I didn't see nothing. That would have been that. a weird. I've seen that rumor a few times, and then the Daily DDT group has talked about it, uh, hmm. who had a conversation about it. But yeah, apparently that was that was the rumor. I mean, I would never be mad at Jeff Hardy being champion, but that would have that would have not. I'm glad that they didn't because he deserves better than winning like that and yeah. with everything else he's been going on i think maybe putting a title on him right now may not be the best idea probably not until he's i mean i know he went to rehab for the first time in his life back in october and he seems to be doing well but i don't know that he needs that kind of pressure after literally having one match since he's been back too sure yeah um all right so gulak cesaro was good should have been longer UFO yes, and they should awesome. also add, I'm hoping they're going to add Chad Gable to this group because Chad Gable keeps tweeting. Ooh, that's good. He keeps tweeting Gulak and Brian and says that he's watching and he gives them tips and things like that. So I'm hoping and hope that also means that they're going to go back to calling him Chad Gable. Let's <laughs> be honest. They missed the boat not making Chad Gable Kurt Angle's son. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or just... Make even not if even if they didn't make him Kurt Angle's son, just making him the next Kurt Angle, yep. which they should have done to begin with. Then mm -hmm. that that's um, yeah. Don't know Jason Jordan's like a producer backstage yeah, now because of his neck. Yeah, I've heard some somebody somebody today tweeted and said that they need to that 
um, Edge and Sheamus needed to take uh, Chad, uh, not Chad Gable, uh, Jason Jordan on one of those magical bike rides that they took Edge on. Because, you know, Edge, did you see, have you watched the 24 with no, Edge? I, I've literally watched no wrestling outside of AEW in months. It just, it premiered before night two of WrestleMania, and we didn't watch it till after Mania. It's like an hour and a half, but it's so good. that It's really, really well done. Um, but he talks about, cause you know, Seamus has that, his YouTube channel and they do like, basically they do different workouts with him. And so they went on a bike ride and edge was, they were in Asheville going through the woods and edge fell off his bike. And he immediately thought my neck feels fine. And he said that he couldn't believe it. And he was like scraped up really bad and not really bad. He was scraped oh. up pretty bad, but he said his neck never hurt and it never bothered him. So somebody was saying that they need to take Jason Jordan on one of those bike rides. Jason Jordan was kind of the boring part of American Alpha. But he was so good. <clears throat> I know he was good, but he needs yeah. he needs a Chad Gable to make him interesting. Right. I can see that. Yeah. I can see that. Um, um, speaking of next, I saw, I read something from, a, I think it was Sportsky on Snapchat, and they were talking about uh, Corey Graves is now considering going to see the same oh, doctor. Oh, I saw that. At I Edge saw, that. saw uh, just to see, I guess. I thought his it, was concussions. Yeah, that's what I thought too, but that thing that he talked about, he's thinking about going to see a doctor, I guess, to see. Yeah, I always thought it was concussions too, but he said that. But that's what that thing said, and they're usually pretty reliable. They don't usually put out. Uh, Interesting. Not shit. So, yeah, I guess we shall see. But personally, I was like, I mean, maybe I would enjoy him better in the ring than on commentary because I can't stand him on commentary. I but used I used to love him on commentary, and now he's crap. Like, well, they made yeah. him JBL. Yeah, they've gotten their hooks into him, and it's mm-hmm. just. It's and like you said, good. he's a chill. Well, and think about it. Vince is in his ear. In yeah. NXT, I think Triple H was in his ear. Well, and even so. still, he has his podcast now, which is very, like, and I think he's he's also a MAGA supporter. <laughs> yeah, and, which I don't understand, but. Um, well, it's like a lot of people who work for WWE are. Um, so I wasn't really surprised to find that out, but he just has some some takes. <laughs> <laughs> but like he just like at the beginning of things he's like you know why i hate becky lynch she spilled my craft beer on the plane you know you know that I was funny because when they give divas a chance started trending you said that you hoped it failed yeah those tweets are still there you can google so you can google that if you don't remember google Corey graves <laughs> Give Divas a chance, and it will pop up. He said he hoped that it failed because they should. They have a, a in their short amount of time that they had, it was on them to make the impression uh, to to get basically longer matches. Even though uh, WWE has been booking women shitty for years, because I when I did that, I did a thing on Trish Stratus a few weeks ago. I found that match with her and Lita that was like the most talked about women's match ever. It was like eight minutes and twenty four yeah, seconds. It, and it's for them, that nothing. Was long. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, well, and I have forgotten how many, cause until she was talking about it, until I read her, um, those articles, I have forgotten how many, like, sexual storylines she was in. All of or them. 
relationship yeah. storylines. Yeah. I mean, there was a point I was going back through like all the pay-per-views from 97 on. Uh-huh. And everything about the women was about who was banging who. And yeah. even when it started to get better, they're like, "Oh, things are getting better. Let's have Don Marie sleep with Trish's dad." Or whoever yeah. it was. And well, I'm like, oh, this even, got like, weird. They had Alicia Fox. It was Tori Wilson's dad, I believe. Tori Wilson, that's who it was. Yeah. yeah, and then, well, then they even had Alicia Fox be with Cedric. And then do the, I mean, they did that whole thing. And I was like. Okay, I'm only cool with that, though, because Ced wanted to work with her. Yeah, that, um, yeah that's true. But If I, mean, I didn't just... know that, I would feel differently, but. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, so that was just, but yeah, so that article, I forgot. I mean, yeah, I forgot that that match was only like eight minutes long. And they're like, it's one of the best women's matches in history, which it is. But it just shows, and they were like, eight minutes at that time was long for them. And I was like, that's so laughable that mm-hmm. that match, I mean, ugh. but yeah. Absolutely. All right, main show. I don't remember how they started night one. So Matthew has the list. All right, so night one started with Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross versus the Kabuki Warriors for the Women's Tag Team Championships. Yeah, that was obvious that they were going to make them drop the titles because Alexa Bliss is uh, backstage. People, they're like really high on her. They love Alexa. She never loses a big match. She is becoming the John Cena of the women's division for me. Yeah, she really yeah. is. And I yeah, and I love her, but yeah. Yeah, I really but. enjoy her, but I mean, well, and that and they also they don't like Oscar because of her English isn't very strong. And even though she's phenomenal, she's been the best wrestler with these no crowd matches. Yeah. I mean, she's been the best one. She's um, she's great, and well, we all know how wonderful she is. But I mean, it's not surprising that um, that they made them drive because I mean that was how they made them hills. They're like, oh, they're for they did the typical oh foreigner hills. We won't let them speak well, English. They'll just they'll use the green mist and shit. And I saw people tweeting like, "Get them off my TV." I'm like, you want the two best technical wrestlers in their division not on yeah. your television? You don't Have like you wrestling. Their matches? <laughs> you do not <laughs> like wrestling if you don't want the Kabuki Warriors. Yeah. They're just Yeah, Asuka and uh and Kyrie should not have lost those titles, but it wasn't a surprise. And but that... I do think putting I was like lucky for Nikki. because um, I think Nikki's a great wrestler. I just don't think they would have handled her correctly if they hadn't put her so putting her with I... Alexa I was going there. I miss batting at the boom mic, crazy Nikki Cross. Oh, yeah. yeah. That was my yes. favorite Nikki Cross. And yeah. she still does it like a little bit when she gets fired up. But know. she's well, basically Alexa's cheerleader now, and that bothers yeah. me. But um, I was going to say, if it, I don't think if they had not paired them together or had the whole thing where Nikki like force her to be her friend or whatever i don't think and nikki would have just gotten lost in the shuffle oh yeah because 100%. She, yeah because she because she can actually wrestle she's not blonde she she's has not fantastic the, character work yeah and so um, i mean so I, i'm happy for her because i yeah. think it i mean not that not for alexa but i just think if they hadn't, if Nikki was still by herself, she wouldn't be in title pictures or no, anything if like that. Nikki was by herself, she'd be the first one out in a five-woman elimination match. Yeah, right. Um, 
But yeah, I, I, I was kind of mixed on this match. I thought it was a really good match, especially Me considering too. the no crowd. Yep. I was like, yeah. oh, okay, this is what we're doing. Maybe I need to start watching again. Um, I think what helped is that they kept yelling at each other, too. Yes. <laughs> Just so... constant shit talking. <laughs> yeah. But I think that's what that's what has kind of saved these no crowd shows is that you can hear them and you can hear their personality, like hear various wrestlers' personalities and things like that. I think uh, being able to hear the shit talking, which I know we'll get <laughs> we'll get to the uh, Charlotte and Rhea stuff and things that people were saying about them, but yeah. Uh, that's one of the things I have enjoyed about the no crowd is just being able to hear them interact with each other um, in the ways that we don't normally get to. Yeah, but I really, really like this. I did see Alexa winning. Like, I honestly was surprised it didn't happen sooner. Yeah. Um, so. Well, I haven't taken these women's tag team titles very seriously. I mean, you saw what they did to Sasha and Bailey a month after yep. them holding it. So and then it's the just iconic for like three months. Yeah, and then yeah, they so care. they they don't care. Yeah, they Why don't care. Introduce the belt, and then yeah. just abandon it. Yeah, well, and that Sasha and Bailey have said that they it took them months to even convince them to do these titles, and then they hold them for a month, and then like you said, they put them on the iconics for three months, and then. It basically, it just seems like it bounces back and forth between the same people. Yep. Because they don't care. Yep. And they just, they don't care about tag team wrestling as it is. They haven't since the Attitude Era. They don't give a shit. Um, even though they have fantastic tag team, tag teams, they just, they don't care. I was going to say, so, they actually have a lot of really good tag teams, but the only way those guys get over is on their own, not through booking. Well, and that's why you think Street Profit, they've just been undeniable. Like, they haven't, they're like one of the few tag teams that have come up from NXT that haven't been ruined. And I was thinking just New Day, Uso rivalry. Like, it's so, every time they get together, it's different, it's new, it's fresh. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's not usually what happens when someone's wrestled 12 times. Yeah. So. All right. Um, anything else about Kabuki and Alexa Nikki? Um, well, this isn't really related to the match, but it's related to Nikki Cross. Did y'all see those videos of her singing her, like, singing some songs and they, she was replacing words with Nikki into no, it? but I love it. Was, I have I think it was on Swerve's podcast, but I'm not really, I can't remember where the videos came from, but it was pretty great. And I was like, oh my God, I've never thought to put my name in these songs. <laughs> 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 and, um, the, I mean, like once my friend um, used to be friends with this musician and he would sing that song from the 90s, um, Sex and Candy. And once my friend was singing his own name, which was Kenny, and then he was like, and not Nikki. So every single time I hear that song, I um, am either singing Kenny or Nikki in the, instead of Candy. <laughs> yeah, there, there are certain songs from Rocky Horror Picture Show that I don't remember the real words. I just remember what the crowd yells. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love them. <laughs> Me yeah. too. I don't do musicals, but Grease and Rocky Horror, I will watch all the time. Good yeah. choices. All right. How long was uh, Alexa, Nikki, and Kabuki Warriors? 
15 minutes and five seconds. Yeah, they got a pretty decent. I was going to say, I felt like it was pretty fair for that match. Uh-oh. Yeah. What? It sounds like we're losing people to internet. Uh-oh. Oh. What? Uh, you're there back? We go. It caught up. There we go. <laughs> you guys were gone for a second. Oh, that's fair. Oh, uh, okay. It, there was some serious <laughs> lag, I think. Oh, no, no. I have no idea why. And because I was like, we hear you, of course, so yeah. I, have, I didn't realize. Yeah, just internet, I guess. <laughs> Could be mine, because my internet and phone reception sucks. So. Well, everybody is home, too, so yeah, more people are using their intranets. Um, yeah, but I feel like 15 minutes was good for this. Like, yeah, was- yeah, I agree. Appropriately paced. It's nice to open the show. It's not what I expected. Yeah, I did not expect that for an opener either. And I was, after that, I was like, oh, they actually want me to keep watching Mania this year. Okay. Yeah. So. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. Next match. I have no idea. Matthew, hook us up. Next match is Elias versus King Corbin. That's what I thought. Fuck I was like, this I match. Just make sure that was the second match. Yeah, I, I'm he, not a fan of this at all. We were rushing to get in here for the first match because we were getting dinner and stuff. And I was like, why didn't they open with? I was like, if they had or, opened with Corbin and Elias, I could have taken my time. If they had opened with Corbin and Elias, everyone would have turned it off. Touche. Oh, and it was. I don't have anything good to say about it. I hate them both. Okay, so. Corbin. I mean, than I do. I don't hate Elias. I just don't like him. He's just boring. But I, I can't. I cannot stand Corbin. Elias no. is stellar character work, but no in-ring ability. No. Mm-mm. Corbin is no character work and two good moves. Yeah. Yeah. Because he's boring as crap, and I hate this fucking this like. This, this, I hate King Corbin. I just yeah. don't like anything about it. It's. I mean, which I guess is the point. Because they know fans don't like him, so they just book it. I mean, so, I mean, I guess I'm supposed to hate him, but I, I don't hate him for the reasons they want but me to. But it's not like <laughs> King Booker or Macho no. King or any other King where it felt like a put-on and it was comedic but enhanced their character. This is like, oh, man, this guy was already a pompous ass. Yeah. It's awful. I guess are trying to do because isn't he i think they're pretty big on him backstage too yeah they love him yeah that's why we got that whole stupid ass roman reigns feud Mm -hmm. oh my god sorry to bring that up (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. then we can don't forget the corbin and lacy versus becky and seth feud oh why you gotta remind me yeah that's why i stopped watching That was the main event of something. Like yeah, Extreme well, Rules like, or something. So was Lana and Lashley and that whole bullshit yeah. was main event shit too, so. Yeah. But we can move on. I, I, I said I'll have to say about that match. Yeah, I'm cool with moving on. Elias, <laughs> keep him as like a commentator or comedic bit, but don't have him wrestle long matches. He can't do it. Just let him be Goldberg. Let him wrestle for three minutes. Yeah. Have him the sing a song was, um, and call it a day. The match was nine minutes, by the way. It was only <laughs> nine minutes? It was nine minutes. It was way too long. I was eating my dinner. It felt like an eternity. <laughs> yes. 
felt like an eternity. Oh, no, I think I was finished with dinner. So I was like taking my dishes back to the kitchen and shit because I didn't care. I kept waiting so, and waiting for this match to be over. They, and it kept not being over. Like they went ahead and put the bathroom match on in the second match of the show. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that that was the Hollis Skyler match for me. It was like, oh, I don't care. I'm done. <laughs> I didn't care. That was the potty match. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, all right, yeah. next match, because fuck that match. <laughs> next, next match is Becky Lynch versus Shayna Baszler for the Women's Championship. For the Raw Women's Championship. Pleasantly <laughs> surprised by the result of that one. Yeah, I didn't... Yes, me too. Um, I have never been a Shayna Baszler fan. I will give her credit, because I do think that she tries. She puts in the work on, yeah. like... Some other four horse woman, the woman, want to, uh, but I, and then the two that can't do shit in the ring. <laughs> so, it's so bad. But yeah, so I give Shayna credit for that. I just, I don't care for her. And I, but I thought she was going to win. And I, I think she deserved to win. Shayna's not out there being reckless. Like, no. I don't like her style and I don't like her character, but right. I don't watch her and go, ooh, like, that's, that's gonna not hurt safe. She yeah. she's taking the time to learn. This yeah, is how like I she wrestle. Even, she even went and did the indies, and so I yeah. have a lot more respect for her and what she's done. Yeah, I was um, actually at the show. She announced she was going to start wrestling. For sure. Oh really? Yeah. Oh wow. Shimmer in Dallas. I was there. Nice. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, I saw uh, uh, Joey Ryan tweeted last weekend and he was like talking about like wrestlemania 2017 2018 2019 and 2024 and in 2027 he 2024 what the fuck did that come from <laughs> <laughs> i was like what wait a minute they're living in the future apparently <laughs> joey ryan let me tell you joey ryan in the future is still doing what he does uh, but the first match he wrestled or that he talked about was him and shana i had no idea that he had wrestled shana before mm-hmm. yeah um, so why did Becky drive a semi in? Because that was supposed to be they. That was supposed She's the stone to be, cold of the women's division. That was supposed to be her mania entrance, and then they didn't know what was going to happen for mania, so they had her do it during the stone cold thing. But that was apparently the mania mania entrance all the time. But somebody said somebody was like, "Why did they just show her drive to work?" <laughs> I would love to see Becky just driving that down the streets of Orlando, waving right. to fans at the red light. You know, <laughs> hey guys, if you do your if you have people do their arm to make her honk her horn, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <them. clears throat> that would have been funny. But yeah, I yeah I like the match. I, it was uh, better than I expected. I won't um, say I love the match. I love the result. Know, I just, yeah, I mean, I didn't love it, but it was for it, considering they're because they're two completely different styles. Yeah, um, it didn't make sense for Becky to win, but I was happy about it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I guess because they made her the longest winning, or she's have now she's held the title for over a year mm. since last year, so. Mania. So yeah, she'll so lose I, it next month at Payback. <laughs> or Backlash <laughs> or whatever. Uh, but yeah, so well, and so she's supposedly supposed to be taking time off, and so is Seth. So that was another reason I was surprised she held it because I thought she was 
because I've heard she's supposed to be taking time off. I don't know if it was if she's taking time off to get married or if this was already the plan. Because I think Charlotte took time off after WrestleMania last year. And so I know some of the bigger wrestlers will try to take, you know, that time off. But maybe now with all of this, it's kind of put a a wrench in their plans as far as taking time off. So Well, maybe they're actually telling the stars to stay home so nothing happens to them. Right. Risking the lives of the young guys who right. don't have a choice. Yeah. Maybe. Wait, are we getting... I was not paying attention and I just looked up. I think we might be getting Bray versus Braun Strowman. Okay. Yeah, because yeah. Nakamura apparently came out early because we missed the first few minutes because uh, we were watching General Hospital. <laughs> and, and I forgot that it came on. And apparently, because they already the match already happened with Braun and Nakamura, so I thought maybe that's where we were going with this, but now they're doing the fun house and I wasn't paying attention and now... The video is on during Braun, and he's like, and talk, Braun is talking about how he's like talking about his shit. and talking about how he ain't scared. Yeah, hmm. apparently that's the thing. Hey, at least that's a rivalry that makes sense. Yeah. Um, it's because they have similar haircuts, and they're gonna fight over it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was more going with the you know he was in the Wyatt family thing, but sure, right. <laughs> well, that but um, <laughs> really yeah, I remember when I used to refer to him as Brown Snowman. Uh, what that that was his name on reddit like nobody called him braun Strowman when he was in the wyatt family because he sucked and didn't talk everybody oh called God. him brown yeah, snowman reddit, but uh that's pretty funny oh yeah. speaking of reddit though even though i'm not on it um my article about leo rush got put on the reddit though. That was yeah. I didn't know one of my editors was like, hey, you made it to Reddit. And I was like, what? Reddit, Reddit can uh, be a really big boost when they get behind something. Yeah. So, so I was... I was pretty, especially because it was a, it was a good, it was a feel good thing because it's about Leo Rush helping the, uh, the indie wrestlers and being the opposite of, of Brown Snowman when it comes to indie wrestlers. Yep, that's true. Uh, Matthew, you got thoughts on Shayna and Becky? I honestly thought Shayna was going to win. Like, I, I was surprised. I mean, I've seen people online saying, like, you know, Becky's defeated everybody. Who is she, she going to face next? And everything. I haven't been keeping up with the product, so I wasn't too sure. She has but... nearly everybody, but now I'm hopeful, now that Bianca is there, that hopefully uh... we're... I don't trust I don't them. know. They didn't give Bianca the NXT belt. Because... They didn't. No. No, she should have had it a long time ago, but, you know, Candace should have already had it by now. Mm-hmm. They kept it on Shayna too long, but they wanted to keep it basically on Shayna until they got to TV, and yeah. then they still kept it on her too long. And then Rhea got really hot, um, and they actually rewarded her for that, and then... Well, we'll talk about that when we get to that yeah, match. We'll, we'll get there. There you go. But yeah, so I'm hoping somebody was saying that she could wrestle like Ruby Riot. And uh, wait, it's Ruby and Liv that's on Raw. I think. Uh... And, wait, is Sarah on Raw too? No, she's yeah, like, they're all yeah, on Raw, they're right? all on Raw because she's. I, the say, I seriously on. have no idea. Yeah, they're <laughs> all free, they're all free on Raw. Yeah. Um, I... I didn't buy the video game this year, so I have no idea what the rosters look like. Yeah, they're all on Raw because <laughs> Nikki's, I mean, uh, Nikki, uh, Sarah Logan is there because obviously she's married to a War Raider, so that's why she's there. They did the live shit with 
with Lashley and Lana and all that dumb stuff. And then uh, Ruby Riot came and they they teased like they were going to do something with them, like a triple threat with the three of them. And then, of course, never followed through with it. Um, so they were saying basically the Riot Squad is who can, Becky can wrestle. <laughs> because I guess she has not wrestled. Re- I mean, Ruby and Becky will be great. But Ruby has no legitimacy on the main roster. Right. Well, and none of them do. Yeah. Because they think I'm like shit, especially since they broke them up. So Ugh. it's basically. Yeah, I remember for a minute they were pushing Ruby when she was wrestling Charlotte. And I was like, yes. And then they. Yeah. Charlotte beat her and they called it a day. Yeah, pretty much. So, yeah, I mean, I really. So maybe one day we'll get Becky versus Bianca, but probably not. Because they don't love us. Yeah, <laughs> um, I, th- I think that Bianca's too busy uh, managing. Um, I don't think they're products. using her as a manager. No, she had it, but she wrestled on Monday. Like, I don't they think they were treating oh, her. Oh, she did? Yeah, yeah she, she did. Well, she, okay. Street Profits had a match. They had a and, tag, and then a female, and then a mixed tag. Yeah, and so they okay. that was the first time Zelina has wrestled since, I think, like, November, they said. Um, but, no, she actually had a match, so I don't think she's going to be a manager. I think they're actually going to use her. Oh, Which our friend Danny Burch is on is on two hundred five right now wrestling Tony Nice. Who is? Who? Danny Burch. Oh, nice. Hey, the governor. It's, you I know, it's him. been too long since I've heard um, Kat talk about how much she loves Danny Burch and Martin <laughs> um, Stone. She won't watch the product anymore, so she can't see I, him. He has been. They've been using him more lately, which I'm glad because they sent him over to NXT UK for a while. Then brought him back, and he tagged with Oni, and they had some really good tag matches. And then they are kind of using him more uh, solo stuff lately. And actually, Dustin Dustin Rose tweeted about him the other day. Oh, nice. He just tagged, he just said hashtag Danny Burch. He spelled it with an I, but same concept. <laughs> yeah, close enough. I would yes. love like so, I don't want them to release him, but I wouldn't mind Martin Stone showing up in AEW. Yeah, and that's why. Yeah. yeah. Um, just when you get insecure because that makes it, I get I stress anytime somebody kicks him in the head because I'm always afraid he's gonna bleed yeah, like he fair. did during that <laughs> UK tournament it makes me stressed um, out <laughs> all right so what was after Becky and Shayna is Sami Zayn versus Daniel Bryan for the Intercontinental title okay Yay. one of the other matches that I actually cared about so I have I have to talk about this for a second I haven't watched the product in a long time. But there are two wrestlers that I make everyone shut up around me when they're involved. And it's Mm -hmm. Daniel Bryan and Sami Zayn. Sometimes Kevin Owens. Like, those are my big three in the current product. Right. They made me not like this match. I I enjoyed it. Like, I, I expected more from it, but I'm also not surprised in the way it was handled so i'm not surprised either so here's my reasoning those two are so good at what they do there should have been no one else it should have been proof of oh y'all like that AEW shit let us show you how it's done they they don't have think to, like that. they have to wwe everything i was gonna say they don't have that type of logic that would have that was the match to convince the people like me who have stopped watching, hey, we still have something for you. 
they don't care. And instead, <laughs> they ran around they, outside the ring and did shenanigans, and it pissed yeah, me off. Yeah, which we knew was going to happen. Yeah. And that's how he was going to retain. Yeah, this could have been so much better. Well, uh, and I they was... looked at, if they also, see, that's another reason they need to add Chad Gable, because then it would be three on three. It would be And those would Chad... be some killer matches. Yeah. And then Shinsuke, Cesaro, and Sammy. Um, those could be I mean, factions. I'm a guy who paid over $300 to try to meet Daniel Bryan. Right, right. And when I met Sami Zayn, I was literally shaking when I walked away. <laughs> All right? So, yeah. like, these are my two favorite people. Right, right. And I didn't like the match, and I was so upset by that. <laughs> Yo. Let me let me ask you. Does Sammy still block you on Twitter? Yes. <laughs> what yes, is he does? Your personal or your podcast? Both. Yeah. I don't know why I'm blocked by him, but I am. It Maybe. must have been something Scoot did, because yeah, I never said any negative about Sammy Zane. I'm about Why to look. There's nothing negative to say about Sami Zayn other than he doesn't get enough. Credit. He doesn't get the wrestle enough. Yeah, I'm still yeah, blocked. I was injured, but so. Wow. I am still completely blocked. Does <laughs> that um, actually work when people at Brother Wrestler and be like, can you unblock my friend? I don't no, that. it does not. because... <laughs> It Someone tried it for like, me one day. Like, hey, can you tell so-and-so to unblock me? No. Now <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna so, block you. Someone actually tweeted at him, this is a travesty. His profile picture is you and him, and you have him blocked. <laughs> and it didn't work. So if anybody listening knows Sammy Zane, personally. I, I know some people who do. Um, it's not worth it to me to yeah. try, especially because I don't watch anymore. Like it's kind of. Well, like, I mean, eh. he has a, I mean, like literally, he just started wrestling a couple of weeks, a few That's weeks ago. That's what I heard, and I'm like, oh, yeah. interesting. You're not. Yeah. Um, but I was completely out of the loop. Like the whole, um, the whole army surplus reject. Yeah, look. he was basically Shinsuke's mouthpiece because of his shoulder, and so he couldn't wrestle, and they don't want Shinsuke. Talking on the mic because of the English. I can understand him, but Vince, Shinsuke's promos that were like three words were the best part about him. I know, exactly. but Vince is an, an idiot, so, um, and so people are racist, and so because oh. they can't speak English good, they don't, which he does. And they don't they, let Cesaro cut promos, and he speaks five languages beautifully. He's too educated to speak to the fans. He's also hysterical. Yeah, so they, um, so he, Sammy was the mouthpiece for a while, and then he became the great liberator, uh, cause he, and, uh, so that's why he has kind of like the Che Guevara type deal, and he does the, the, yeah, so. I he hope they never change his music. Like, I want him to be this, this character, and just never bother to change his music. <laughs> that would be pretty great. Yes. Uh, but yeah. But yeah, this should have been better because of who was involved. And I wanted a real match, and I didn't get a real match. I got shenanigans, and that's why I was disappointed. Yeah, I mean, it was expected, yeah. but it, yeah, it still sucked. Yeah. That happened. Great character work on everyone's part. And like, oh, yeah. What oh, they yeah. did for who they were and everything was great. 
but it's I wanted I wanted an indie match and I wasn't gonna get it. No. What so. are those? An indie match in a WWE ring? Really? <laughs> it used to happen on NXT like every week. But then they got then they moved to USA and they got Vince got his hands on it, so Yeah. And HBK apparently people are not thrilled with the way he he book he uh, agents matches. Mm-hmm. NXT hasn't it hasn't been as good for me since Takeover Portland. It's been pretty. I mean, they'll have good matches here and there, but it just—it's not as must see as it used to be because they were trying to counterbook everything AEW was doing, and it was obvious yeah. that they—they they were booking to counter their matches. They weren't booking to like move the product forward. Right. <laughs> All right. So, what? Where are y'all on Sammy and D. Bry? I hope we get more of these matches. Um, I don't know what the Shinsuke swerve was. When did they uh, change the IC belt? Do what now? Uh, good question. When did they when get did they rid change of the, the white IC belt? belt? Oh, um, I'm trying to remember when that was. It's been was a while. It last year. I th- I think Sammy revealed the new belt, right? I think he did. I mean, I'm cool with it. It looks a lot better, but I was just like, the huh. only white IC belt they should have is the New Japan IC belt. <laughs> That's white. That. Shinsuke, I mean, uh, that, uh, Naito ruined. Because <laughs> Naito's the best. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Uh, yeah, I think it was sometime last year. I guess I can, maybe, maybe Google will tell me when that happened. I just saw it. I was like, that's not the white belt. <laughs> and it was not. I think it's funny how, like, they won't do a new belt ever. And then they'll do like six in two years. I'm like, yeah. Damn it, guys. <laughs> well, oh, and that's what they did with the cruiserweight title. Uh, they yeah, they made it folded it up. They they were like, oh, it's a brand new belt, and they revealed it the night of World of Champions. I mean, uh, World Champions. <laughs> what the hell was that show called? World uh, Collide. Yeah. World Collide. Yeah. Yes, that one. <laughs> So and then that's the belt that uh, that Jordan Devlin won. So I was like, are they just going to use the purple one now, or did they make him mail it back and they're going to sanitize it so it doesn't bring COVID into the country? <laughs> wow. Well, uh. Uh, let's see. WWE made the controversial decision on Friday night replacing the classic WWE Con- Intercontinental Championship belt with a new design. Sami Zayn champion or in champion Shinsuke Nakamura. Came out to the ring. Zane professed that he had a gift for Nakamura and was gonna go into the show. Going to show everyone the only way. To- it was after I stopped watching. Okay. Yes. Yeah. It's yeah. It's not black now. Obviously. Gotcha. Yeah. All right. Well, that's all I got on that one. Hmm. Oh, uh, you ready for the next match? Why not? Let's do this. Okay. Next match, ladder match for the SmackDown Tag Team Championship. John Morrison versus Jimmy Uso versus Kofi Kingston. I like the match, but I hated the ending. Okay, so I was looking at the card, and I haven't watched since November. And I was like, ooh, Cesaro Gulak. Ooh, Daniel Bryan, Sami Zayn. And this was the other one that caught my eye. I will admit I'm a pretty big Mismark 
but I was like, ooh, New, Newsday, New Day, Usos, and Morrison all in the same ladder match? This will be really, really good. And then when they announced it was just going to be Morrison, Kofi, and a Uso. Somebody showed up to work, sick. Yeah. But when they announced it was just going to be Morrison, Kofi, and a Uso, I was like, oh, this shit's going to be good. <laughs> Probably one of my favorite matches of the weekend. Yes. I really like that match a lot. I just didn't like the, I thought the ending was dumb, but... I didn't pay... I didn't really pay attention to the ending. Like, I was... They had... They had the, it was, um, uh, was it Jimmy? All three uh, of them uh, were up there. No, but I'm saying, was it Jimmy? So was yeah, that it was so Jimmy. Funny. Yeah, him and Kofi had the their hands on the title at the same time, which somebody made the, the comment that that should have made them the new tag team champions. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Kofi and an Uso should be the tag team champions, which would have been hilarious. But then, um... Morrison grabbed it, and he, when he did, he fell back onto the ladder with both belts in his hands, and that's how he won. But he dropped oh. them when he hit the ladder, so I felt like that should have, like, negated it like a fumble in football. It should have, but I was like, well, why didn't he just edit it? He didn't hit the ground. I think they should have just edited, like, when, uh, when Montez fell. Fell, um, huh? they could have, I was like, why didn't they edit that? They made Awesome Theory look bad when it was because I read about it later that it was Seth Rollins' fault. He was supposed to trip Montez and he didn't get over there in time and Montez had to do something. So he flipped himself out and Awesome Theory didn't know it was going to happen. Mm. Ah, he could have yeah. done it. I was like, why didn't they edit it out? <laughs> you know, they're not smart enough to do shit. And just like re tape uh-huh. it. I mean, re record it. But anyway, so yeah, but, um, so, I I thought it was a really good match. It was fun and it was different. I mean, obviously, it's not what you think of when a, of a tag team match, but yeah. And they, I'm a sucker for high flyers and putting same, three of same. them in the ring together. I was like, yeah. hell yeah, yeah. <laughs> give, me, give me more of this. Yeah, right. Um, it's good shit. <laughs> can we talk about? Do y'all feel like the Usos get forgotten because they're so solid? Um, yes. I do at times, yeah. Yeah, yeah, at times they do, I think. they never pop in my head when I'm like, man, they're they're one of the most entertaining parts of WWE, but straight up in ring, the number of memorable matches with the Usos in the past, like, five years has been ridiculous. Yeah, and I can't even remember them all. Yeah. Like, that's how good they are. Like, they have so many good matches that it's hard. I don't, I don't mean that to sound bad. Like, I can't, nothing, like, not to say that nothing stands out, but there's just been so many of them that they, but like, when you see them, you know you're going to get a good match. And like, they have, they don't have off, off days. You don't hear the Usos in the talk of, like, man, they're an all-time great tag team, really. You just hear, yeah. oh, yeah, the Usos are here. And I'm like, I don't know if some of it is, which it shouldn't be. So I don't know if it's some of it is their outside trouble that they've gotten into. Maybe. And if that has anything to do with it, or maybe that's why WWE doesn't push them yeah, in a way, perhaps. in that way. And I guess also because they're, they're heels. Um, we're obviously New Day super over all Are the time. Are they Technically, still heel? They were, I would say they are heel against when they're in the ring with the New Day. They're a heel. 
Right. But uh, I feel yeah. like other times, like the day after that match, they cut a promo and said they respected him and that kind of thing. Yeah. That that wasn't heel. Right. So they're... Well, and I think they're in that, like, outside of WWE, and I guess technically even AEW, like, there's so much that it doesn't really matter. They don't really... Nobody is a heel or a babyface. They're just themselves or whatever. Yeah. Um, but within the WWE confines, they... I feel like they kind of have Big Show or Cesaro syndrome. They, like, jump back and forth so much, nobody can keep up. So you kind of... Uh, yeah, I think I, uh, you have a point there with that. You kind of lose them in the shuffle. You're like, man, they're really, really talented, but I don't know why I should care or what their story is or who they are. Right. Um, that kind of thing. Like, that day yeah. one-ish penitentiary stuff has made no sense to me ever since it started. Right. right. Yeah, and that never really did with me either until they, well, I mean, I guess once you count the penitentiary match that they had, <laughs> um, <laughs> which was fun. But yeah, I think that, because uh, then that kind of seems, <coughs> I guess that was supposed to be like a hill turn type thing. Um, yeah, and were, they gave him new music. They and they, what the fuck does he have on? I think it, sorry. Jack um, Gallagher just came out with looking like he came out of Game of Thrones, a show I've never watched. But he has like a wraparound shawl. It looks like a poncho. I guess it's supposed to be a robe, like a. And he's, but it's got like faux fur around the top of it, hmm. and I don't know what's. And then he just took it off, and his trunks are half leopard print and half black. Of course. Oh. Tony Tony East finished his match like five minutes ago. They went and showed a Jordan Devlin thing, and they're back, and he's still. Talk, he's still ranting, and so um, Jack Gallagher's in his face now. Okay, well, Jack Gallagher got up on the um, steps, ripped off his poncho thing, got in the ring, kind of like ran Wait, across did he just it. Do you you can't it. see me at Tony Nese? I think he did. He slid <laughs> out the bottom and then ran and got in Tony faces. I mean, Tony Nese's face. Like, what was the point of you getting in the ring if you were just going to go get in his face? <laughs> Oni Lorcan just came down there like, I feel like he, he didn't see any of that happen. And he's just like, okay, I'm here. Let's fight. Let's throw, let's throw hands and throw them up. <laughs> I love him so much. He uh, loves she does love Oni a I, lot. I do love him a lot. She is always excited to read um, his tweets. Her favorite. <laughs> She's always like, "Oh my god, listen to what he said." Because like, they're always like batshit crazy. They are. <laughs> He's always talking about drinking out in the woods or being on the farm with his dad <laughs> and typing in all caps at all times. Yes, like warhorse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, Oni's Twitter is next level. This <laughs> is one of my favorite. When things. he was it the Rumble. He was like in Boston, living under a bench, ready yeah, to fight. Yeah, he's always talking about living under a bench, and then talking about how his dad said if he because the show was in Boston, and he's like, my dad said that he's gonna kick my ass if I don't get him to give him two hundred tickets. <laughs> nice. I could just like picture him yelling like whenever I read his tweets. Too, yeah. Like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, so the latter match was good. Yes. Um, probably, yes. probably up there for one of my favorite things of the weekend. As far yeah. as in ring matches, yeah, one of I my would agree with that. The yeah, right. the the ending just did not work. Out yeah, at all. But everything they, else was good. The night one had a lot of screwy finishes, which that took away a lot for me. 
I mean, I know it's WWE and that's what they do. They do, but they'll do like five matches in a row with dumbass finishes. My so. thing is, I thought Mania was supposed to be like the season finale, but the past couple of years, it's felt like they're keeping stories going to make them last a couple more months. And I'm like, and I guess in this, maybe in this sense, they kind of have to because. Yeah, like, the, this so, time I don't blame them, but there was no excuse for that the past two years. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, 100% agree. Um, but, yeah. Especially when, like, Raw After Mania is, like, the the season premiere. And that well, they're calling people and, and there's new shit, usually. Raw After Mania the last two years has been awful. Yeah. Nothing happened. Yeah, because so. everybody got where they were expecting it to be this stuff, and now it's just a letdown. Yep. I agree. All right, what's next? Next match: No disqualification. Kevin Owens versus Seth Rollins. Yeah, yeah, I was just thinking I about this match. That match. Well, fuck off, Seth Rollins. Yeah, I hate Seth Rollins. It was amazing. Seeing him. But yeah, wrestling wise, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I really the I enjoyed. I, I always enjoy listening to Kevin Owens talk. I think he's yeah. just he's very underrated in what he does on the microphone and so i enjoyed all of his shit talking but then that means i had to hear seth Rollins' annoying voice yeah and that was i mean i guess the payoff was worth it because i got to hear kevin Owens, but yeah, i mean <laughs> talk took away from the match because i can't stand him kevin's um, shit talk is a reason to mic the ring like yes him exactly. alone. yes his shit talk is what made pwg great it's what created the name of this podcast. Right. Like, he's amazing. So yeah. he should so, always have a microphone on him. Yeah. Yes. Oh, my God. I, yeah, I love when he does commentary. Oh, yeah. There was a video I saw. Um, he was on commentary. And then there was a guy that was doing a splash. And then he's like, Shay's a Tamina snooker. <laughs> so I was just like, "Oh my god!" Yeah, and, and Escalibur was dying too. He slides stuff in there that you have yeah. to pay attention. Yeah, and he reminds me of CM Punk in that because CM Punk, when he was on commentary, he was like that, where he would just kind of slide things in, and maybe it just comes back from the indie days um, yeah. of stuff that they. So they're both really quick on their feet, um, and they're just. I think I think Kevin is just a genuinely funny person. And so he's just really good at getting stuff in there. Like you just like, he personally, he's a very nice guy. Like it's yeah. hard to not like him. Yeah. yeah Nikki, wasn't wasn't he tweeting at friends of ours recently? Caleb yeah. and, or I think, Caleb. Oh, yeah, I was going to say Caleb. Yeah. Yeah. Caleb tagged him in an old flyer. From, it was like the anniversary, the six year anniversary of the show or something like that. And Kevin responded a couple days later. Yeah. I had no idea that him and Caleb had wrestled because that was right before me and Samantha we, started. Yeah, because I think it was in, I think that was in March and we found out about them in October of that year. And so, yeah. I was like, damn. Did you gonna... read the other stuff about what Kevin did to Zane? No. <laughs> it, no. Um, apparently, Zane was on his phone, and um, Kevin threw a beer at him, and it hit him in the face and made him drop his phone, and then he broke it. 
it because he dropped it and then um and he was like i'm uh i, I feel like he never really forgave me after that <laughs> though and then i went back to see him they had said anything else on Saint said I was texting my mom and telling her how inspired I was by you. And I was like, oh my god. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Uh, but yeah, he and I actually had the conversation last weekend because he uh about Kevin Owens about how like he's a wonderful hill, but he I think is one of the most genuine people. Um, which I think is a reason, one of the reasons I'm so drawn to him mm -hmm. other than like, obviously he's fantastic at what he does, but, um, because he released the video talking about WrestleMania and I missed the original posting of the video, but I saw he responded to a guy who was, Oh, Vince must be having you all tweet about WrestleMania to make you watch. And he was like, no, we like, we general genuinely like are excited about this. Cause he was like, we wrestle all year for WrestleMania. Like, this is, and he was like, you know, circumstances are different, and we just want to try to make a small difference in people's lives right now. They just to give them a few hours to focus on something else. And he was like, have a good day. And so we were just talking about how he just seems to be one of the most genuine people um, in all of wrestling. And I think that that gets overlooked. He, he makes me think of Mick Foley a lot. Yes. Like, oh, that's a great comparison. He just seems like the best dude and like yeah. he's a family guy and he'll do anything in the ring and entertain people but when those yeah. cameras go off he's just yeah. a guy and he yeah. hasn't forgotten that i was yeah. reading i was bored yeah. on reddit yesterday and it was like times you met a celebrity story and the number of people who had bumped into mick foley at like theme parks or wherever and he mm -hmm knows they're going to recognize him in a minute, but they haven't yet, and he tells them to have a nice day and just walks away. Yeah. That's just some Bill Murray-level shit right there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Before long, McFully's going to start crashing weddings like Bill Murray does. Yes. <laughs> Kevin, I can see Kevin Owens doing that when, like, when he retires, just yeah. popping up at people's stuff. and Engagement photos. Yeah. Only if they're near a zoo. If they're near a zoo, he'll be there. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah. yeah, I really enjoyed that. I think um, I think that match was. I was initially pissed at the ending <laughs> uh, until they restarted the match. Um, yeah. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, I was like, "What a DQ finish." Yeah. yeah, that was weird. No, it, it can't end that way. And then they restarted it, and it's a no DQ, and I'm like, yes, okay. <laughs> yeah. It's like, all right, that's, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Jumping off shit was amazing. Do y'all know he always, how... He never ceases to amaze me when he does stuff like that. Do y'all know how loud I'm going to pop when they finally let Owens hit the package pile driver on the show? <laughs> Didn't he do that on NXT one time though? I don't think he did. I think he teased it all the time. I oh don't think yeah, yeah. He yeah. ever did it. He he started doing the package like sidewalk slam thing. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's what it was. Never mind. Yeah, yeah he never he's never done the pile driver then. Yeah. yeah. I can't know. Yeah. Did you guys see the tweet from the next day about how when they thought the match was originally going to be uh, at 
whatever the name of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers stadium is about how he wanted to jump off of the pirate ship and that he went back and like even scouted it and took, and he posted one of the pictures and his dad's head is in it. He tagged his dad <laughs> in the tweet. But he, nice. he was like, I scouted like where I could jump from and was trying to make it happen. He was like, because I was gonna, he was like, I knew that whether I was going to win or lose, I was jumping off of something. And he was like, and it was going to be ship. So since that couldn't happen, he was like, I had to jump off of, you know, I had to, I had to jump during the, the, the performance center match. Taking, <laughs> taking lessons from Shane O'Mac on that one. Yeah, exactly. He's pulling his best Shane O'Mac over here. Uh, was, <laughs> the difference being Kevin can like really wrestle. Yes, but I enjoyed, yeah. I, I will not take any Shane McMahon slander. I mean, I don't enjoy the way they booked him and I'm glad he's off TV for a while, but yeah, I don't, I, I love Shane I do too. I love him forever. <laughs> I mean, That's not where we're at. Shit, Kevin's gotten me into watching independent wrestling when he was in Ring of Honor. Yeah, right. Too. So, like everybody was like, I remember I was on Twitter like years ago, and then I see this name, Kevin Steen. He was like trending, and I'm like, who is this guy? I've never heard of him. And then they talk about like he cut a promo at Best in the World 2012, and then everybody was like, oh my god, this is one of the greatest promos I've ever heard from him. And yeah, we were waiting and... to Kevin Owens because we didn't watch our Kevin scene thing. Cause we didn't really watch. We were late to the indie scene. Yeah. We didn't watch a lot of indie stuff. Like I knew who he was and I knew WWE signing him was a huge deal. Um, but I didn't get it. I mean, I, I just didn't understand why. Cause I'd never yeah. seen. And I really, I need to take the time and go back and like really watch this stuff. Him and generico. Have a ladder match in Reseda. I heard about that. It is literally one of the best matches I've ever seen. Like it's so good. Um, and you see, they they had a ladder war. I think it was ladder war four. That was uh, that was my first Ring of Honor show I watched, and they had that match, and it was amazing, and I was hooked since. Yeah, yeah. he Kevin Owens was was he leaving Ring of Honor when we started watching Ring of Honor again? Or was he already gone? He was already gone. Yeah. I think he it was all we saw him and was with PWX. Hi, Elvis. Yeah. When I started watching Ring of Honor, um, El Generico, or Sami Zayn, was leaving. So okay. they, they are not oh, the same person. <laughs> El Generico was working at an orphanage and was murdered by the cartels. Yes. Uh, rest in peace. Yeah. Right. <laughs> That's tragic. That's uh, um, right. kind of unrelated, but um, or we went off track. I forgot to say this, but I wonder if that match with Caleb and Zane—I mean, not Zane—um, uh, Kevin Steen are, is on hotspots. I'm sure hotspots will. Yeah, apparently they know. had. There were two matches because one of them, the second match was just the one I think that Zane got the beer thrown at him. Was at that match they had a cage match in Concord. Oh. Y'all could just request Brian to drop it for free. Carolina match. Brian, do it. I know you're listening. listening. <laughs> he might not because we're not talking about PWX. Um, he must yeah. have still right. <laughs> We're still on night one, so. <laughs> yeah, we got, two, we got two more matches for night one. Okay. What's the <laughs> next match? 
Next match, Universal Championship, Braun Strowman versus Goldberg. What the fuck was this? Crash. It was like a spear, 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 <laughs> power slam, power slam. One, two, three. That was that was basically the whole match. That video <laughs> of uh, that Matt Riddle put out where he was skateboarding through his neighborhood oh, yeah, and great. he about fell off and he said, well, it's dangerous like a jackhammer. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what I thought of every time he had a jackhammer. <laughs> I'm just... They missed the boat on Braun. Like, I know Braun's a shit human for what he said about the indie wrestlers. Yeah, but they were, they were a year Yeah, that made me lose respect for him. But they missed the boat on him. Yeah. When he was doing Brain Strowman and the giant double bass and get these hands, that's when he was over. That was the time to give him the moon. Yeah, like two, three years ago, I would have not had mind seeing that. Now... Not so much. Yeah. Oh, and then, well, and he found out, once he found out, like, that Roman wasn't going to be in there and he was going to replace him, he apparently, like, said sorry for his shitty, his shitty indie wrestling comment because he knew that they were going to put the title on him. Mm. Yeah, that's so, still not a good look, though. No, it's not a good look at all, but they don't go shit, so. I just, well, I, mean, I mean, I feel like most Braun Strowman fans will not actually be indie fans. Touche. There's not a lot of guys like that in the indies. Why are they just showing them? I know, but I'm sorry they're showing them. Sorry, we're... I put it on the... We typically watch NXT UK after 205, and I don't know if they're just because of the filming that they don't don't have anything filmed. Um, So they're opening with the... uh, UK Championship Tournament match from a few years ago, and it's the... Match that's Tyler Bate versus this is the one against Pete, right? Yeah. So, which I don't mind. Man, where is Tyler Bate? I miss him. He's been he, on uh, UK. And it's, he's, Why it's do they UK. put everyone I love on UK? They put because Cassius over there. Hear about the UK? Tyler's been putting on some incredible matches. He has. Yeah. He, he always had a, does. Yeah. No, but he's gotten like he has gotten. I don't know how he's gotten even better than he already was. Oh, wait, no, that's only the- like 20. Devlin. This match with Jordan Devlin. Wait, this is not the same one from a few weeks ago, right? This no, is this is one. old. This is oh, this is a, okay. So this is never run. Jordan, Jordan Devlin is definitely one of the most improved wrestlers too. And I think a lot of that's his indie stuff and the stuff he's been doing with David Starr. Mm-hmm. Um, but a few weeks ago, Devlin and Tyler Bate had one of the best matches NXT UK's ever had. It was incredible. Yeah. yeah, I think I wrote it. I think I put it on my... Because this time I actually made a match of the year list. And so I'm like, oh, I'll remember. I never do. So I started <laughs> a list this year. And I think I put them... So, yes. I like... January, January I, of this year, Tyler Bate versus Jordan Devlin at TakeOver Blackpool was incredible. I want someone out there who has more time than we do to trace... How quickly we went from Braun and Goldberg to Tyler Bate. <laughs> like, we care so little about Braun and Goldberg. We're like, man, what's Tyler Bate doing right I mean, I basically gave you the explanation of the entire match. Like, that's it. So Yeah, I mean, it was it was what we expected. Um yeah. they've 
I mean, when Nikki and I watched Goldberg originally, and I'm sure it's the same for you guys, like, we thought the streak was real. Yeah. We were, they're kind of ruined that for me. I mean, me. we're not, we're not going to talk about 45 of them were Ming. Right. <laughs> exactly. So, I mean, so Goldberg was all, like, we loved Goldberg because we were Marks and didn't know. Yeah. Right. Yeah, <laughs> so, I loved him too. So, and, you know, and I'm kind of glad I didn't know because I could enjoy it for what it was. Yeah, um, exactly. I mean, I had a Goldberg birthday cake for when I turned 13, so, <laughs> I mean, that's how real the shit was to I, me. I made a... But they basically ruined him. I made a Bam Bam, your next poster for a house show. Yes. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> Amazing. I love that so much. And also, um, Samantha is saved as Sam Bam Bigelow in my phone. I never caught her saying <laughs> Sam Bam Bigelow. <laughs> Yeah, she doesn't call our dad's name Sam, so she's never called me that. Yeah. Because yeah. I'm always like, that's not your name, that's his name. I don't know why you became Sam to us, but it just sort of happened. I've Sam everywhere else, because when I was... Outside of family, she's... <laughs> when I was in, in elementary school, I was in a class... There was another Samantha in my class, and um, it, I guess, for other students, it was just too difficult for them to have two Samanthas, and so... Um, so I just started going by Sam and the. Third. I guess in the same way that Cat goes by Cat and not Caitlin. Yeah. So I started going by Sam in the third grade, and so outside of my family, everybody calls me Sam. Like that's what I go by at work. That's how I introduce myself to gotcha. people. So yeah, she probably doesn't want me to tell you what her family nickname is. <laughs> Because she used to get mad when um, people called her that outside of the I'm, I'm just going to pretend like it's Sam Bam Bigelow and move on. <laughs> it is. <laughs> I came up with that a couple of years ago she's and gonna, I was like, she's I've gonna like, my phone and I've never Maybe I should have changed it to make that my Twitter at. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a fan, that's a great nickname, though. I, should, like, I, I love it. <laughs> Instead of changing it based on baseball players who get traded away from me and I have to change so. my number from. I tried to get you to do that before. Yeah, there's. I don't, I don't have random numbers. They're usually they're baseball player numbers, and then they get taken away from me. Um, so I change them. <laughs> I'm about to super nerd y'all because we were talking about middle school and being marks. So <laughs> I <Middle> was, <laughs> I was in a online wrestling federation where you played characters. It was like a role play thing. Because my buddy at school ran it, and my character was Dougie Mayavia, and it was <laughs> basically just The Rock, but I changed every part of his promo to a synonym for that, so like, instead of electrifying, it was shocking. <laughs> that is amazing. Um, That's great. Yeah. Oh my I'm gonna make you um, make you Dougie my via my phone. <laughs> and then I would I would bribe him like with fruit roll ups and stuff when I wanted to win a match. I'm like, hey man, if you let oh me God. win this weekend, I'll give you this fruit roll up. <laughs> did it work? Yes. It, did. <laughs> it doesn't take much for a middle schooler to be bribed. No, nope, not at all. <laughs> but speaking of names on our phones, uh, Matt Matthew is. Matthew Jacob Friedman in my phone. And he is. Oh, no. Y'all really did it. Buy him yeah, a scarf. Really and it's like, it comes up really long on my phone, so that's how I know it's when it's the group text. If I can't see my phone, I oh, can it's see Matthew. it's like, game. I know it's you. <laughs> um, yeah. 
Um, he stole yeah, Squidward in my phone. And um, every once in a while, like, because our phones will go off, and I'm like, oh, it's Squidward. <laughs> <laughs> Has anybody heard from Kiefer? Is he good? I think he's... Uh, he's he doesn't with, love us anymore. <laughs> I think he's lost in the... Uh, in the... Uh, online gaming world like oh, he does okay. shit. yeah, yeah i haven't heard from him in a long time because he, he hasn't texted us he, a bit so i'm like is he dead he, he piped up oh he piped up about the pwx match oh okay, on okay. <laughs> yeah oh my god yeah that yeah let's so, not yeah. let's not get into that no, that's a whole another episode from him. i saw him tweet the other day and it was like a picture of his laptop and he added some some Chick, she's like I guess I don't know if she's like a gamer girl or what. Yeah, she, I think I think she's a gamer. I think. Yeah, and he tagged her in it and tagged somebody else and was like, "Thanks for the code" or something. Yes. He only watches indie shit anyway. He kind of even people watch WrestleMania because he hasn't watched WWE in a long time. Yeah. So well, there's think, no reason to. Let's be yeah, honest. Yeah, so I think I think he's bowed out from those conversations. So he'll like pipe up. Like once a week to let us know that he's alive, and then that works. <laughs> just living his best gamer life right now. Well, he's probably gonna play games and um and listen to this podcast. But well, Keeper, depending we, on the game, you need sound. Please start though. checking in with us so that we know that you're okay. <laughs> yes, we, we miss our wrestling family. If we have not heard from you, please let us know you're good. Yes. All right. Um. So after that bullshit finisher match oh, we got the best taker match that has happened since wrestlemania 30 let me yeah, just tell you the, when i watched that match the first time i was just really mad at well, vince because this is what matt hardy has been trying to do mm. for so i was a salty bitch about it <laughs> and i was not enjoying it for what it was i was just mad yeah. yeah. And there's always a reason to be. So mad I went back, I settled down, and re- went back and rewatched it like that same night, and then had a totally different view on it because I was like, I just need to accept it. It's not Matt. I mean, I just, I, I just really pissed me off because that's what it's, Matt fought for. It's basically like watching a indie action movie made with yeah. your old neighbor. Because his, his <laughs> wife, Michelle, was like, oh, go work with the kids. It'll be fun. And it, be fun, be fun. <laughs> it was so bad and so perfect and yeah. everything it needed to be. Yeah. And it, it really showed, was. too, because if what I think y'all sent me is true, they just let AJ and Taker decide all the talking, everything in yeah. between. Yep. Yeah, that's what I read. Yeah, and then Triple H apparently was there and just was like, do whatever you think you need to do. It was perfect. It, it like, so stupid. But that's what I need in an Undertaker match. Right. At this point, that's uh, all Undertaker matches should be. I mean, I don't know if it will. Well, I <laughs> thought about, I don't remember if it was AJ or somebody was like, um, they need to be few and far between, so they'll still be special. Yes. But I'm like, if you're going to make me watch Undertaker matches, don't ever make me... Well, I didn't watch the match with Goldberg because I, I refused either. to watch the Saudi... I didn't, I didn't see it either, but man, I heard that it was like... Yeah. Uh, 
Taker's yeah. worst matches. Like, yeah, ever. him and Goldberg so. both. But um, yeah. So I it um, I really once I got over it. Um, <laughs> once I just realized Vince was being petty ass Vince. Um, yeah. I enjoyed it for what it was, and I uh, it was there were yeah there were like laughable moments, but in a good way, like a in a like in an entertaining way. And so, um, yeah, cause I saw somebody, I mean, of course Matt Hardy was getting a ton of praise, which he should. And people are like, I hope y'all know Matt Hardy didn't invent matches like this, which of course, but WWE hasn't done things like this in a really long time. Yeah. And what people have been wanting, I mean, this is basically what Lucha Underground was, um, yeah. from the little bit I saw of it. Um, cause it we was. never made it. Yeah. People got to think like Lucha Underground did all this first before Matt Hardy right. did. Cinematic yes. wrestling should absolutely be a genre. The yeah. problem is keeping it up. Yeah. Because yeah. you have to keep one-upping yourself. Yeah. And once you get too ridiculous, it's kind of like, this is going to sound crazy, but Matthew will probably get it. It's like the Mortal Kombat movies. Once you make one, that's all you got. There's nowhere else to go with it. If you right. make any more, more Mortal Kombat movies, you're just shit out of luck, and it's gonna make no sense. Yeah. So one one is enough. Yeah. One is enough. Basically. Yeah, I've seen some people have made the comment that they want Undertaker versus Sting in a match like this, but I don't want Undertaker versus Sting. Neither. They missed ever. the boat on that, and they ruined they ruined Sting by a making him face Triple H. And then B by putting him in a ring with fucking Seth Rollins. That um, should have happened like a decade ago. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's Sting just, wouldn't sign until, like, he did though. Well, and like, I don't. He had some reason he didn't. For, I mean, for me personally, I don't think he should have signed ever. He should have just been like, "No, I, I will. You will be the. I will. I will be the one wrestler you never got." I was. It was cool to see Sting. Like, and and was just, but after, like, what, like, the way they booked him and everything, I'm like... They, it was just, yeah. it was basically to stroke Vince's ego to be well, like, I'm the one who won the Monday Night Wars 15 fucking years ago. I saw, I saw a lot of stuff when they got Sting, because I didn't, I didn't love that Sting character they were doing. Apparently, uh, that's the Sting he had been in TNA for years. Oh, Joker Sting? Yeah. Oh, no, I enjoyed Joker's thing. And I was like, oh, huh. Didn't know this. But, I mean, I, I thought it was, I mean, I enjoyed it. Just because, I guess maybe just because it was Sting. But I, I I thought it was, I enjoyed it. But, I've kind of forgotten a while. Um, but, yeah, I just, they ruined Sting for me. with the, Not ruined him, but, like, they, the way they handled it was just so bad. I'd never want to see him associated with WWE again. Yeah, I if they do Sting Taker... I won't care. I'll yeah. watch it because I'll have to see, but I will not care. Yeah, yeah. same. Uh, uh, so I hope they don't do it. But back to this, just like Undertaker has always been ridiculous. To borrow a line from Max Landis and wrestling isn't wrestling. Your suspension of disbelief is about to take a fucking beating. <laughs> That's exactly what Undertaker is. It's what he's always been. Except that, and it's still entertaining. Yeah. But yeah. nobody needs to see an old man who can barely move and can barely breathe and 
hangs out with war criminals, apparently. Um, no one needs to see that live. We don't need no. to watch an athlete degrade in real time. Well, and especially after you go through that big of a thing where you, A, have him lose the streak to Brock Lesnar, which was the wrong choice. Yeah, uh, I think that was the start that. of his downfall for me. And that then, should have been it. When he lost the streak, that should have been the end of right. live Undertaker. have this big emotional match with Shawn Michaels and all of that stuff, and it just... I don't know. They just, or not Shawn Michaels. But I was thinking about the other thing, but uh, with the thing with Roman Reigns, where like he left, like he literally left his gear in the ring to say goodbye. Like that was the perfect ending, and they should have just left him alone. Mm-hmm. And they had to go back and be like, "Oh no, let's bring him back and let's offer him blood money." So, I kind of when the hearse was pulling up at the beginning of this was really hoping for a CGI Paul Bear. Oh my oh god. My god. That oh, been. yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> CGI's oh gotten good enough, they could do it now. Oh my god, that would have been hysterical. You know, WWE's not smart enough to do something like that. No, they won't pay for it. Cause to make no, it but happen. god, that would have been funny. To make it that look good, you'd have to pay for it. So. Yeah. But yeah, that, that's what I that, wanted. And then AJ popped out. I was like... Well, now that's what I want. Damn it. So <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. Now, I saw a thing years ago about Taker and Kane and Paul Bear. And when it's really officially done, this is how they should do it. Just shoot a bunch of smoke. Have a urn. Have Paul Bear's voice over the thing. Have Kane's original mask sitting there. Smoke clears. That's all that's left. Kane and Undertaker are gone forever. That's, that's how it should be. Yeah. But, no, but we have to get Mayor Kane every once in a while. And then... Uh, what's really funny is my relatives now live in the domain of Mayor Kane. Uh-huh. Like my sister-in-law and her whole family do. So uh-huh. it's very possible I could eventually move there and be under Mayor Kane. I'm like, yes. <laughs> That's awesome, though. Yeah. But, yeah, I just... I really wish they would just leave Undertaker alone. I mean, before I knew all the personal shit about him, which has completely changed my opinion of him, um, they should have just left him alone as it is because he is this great, epic character. And you just... And it's the thing with, same thing with Goldberg. You, well, even Shawn Michaels, you keep bringing them back for meaningless shit and it just chips away at what they've done and then now you've got this version of Undertaker which apparently is going to be the version he is which is like this sort of American badass but he's basically what people refer to online as MAGA Taker where he's I guess it's supposed to be more of his real life self and so like I but I hated everything about this feud I thought the feud didn't make any sense I hated them bringing Michelle into it and that AJ was mad at her, and it just—I thought the the build up the build up was just really shitty. Yeah. The promo bad. I hated everything about it. So I went into this expecting this match to be bad. Like even before I was salty about the what the, of what they did. Like I was expecting this match. I wasn't looking forward to this match at all because I they handled it so poorly. Um, so I was when I did go back and watch it, I was surprised that this was the match that we got. 
considering the buildup was so terrible. Hit- I don't think that we would have gotten a match like this if uh, all this corona oh, shit. No, Absolutely. we would have gotten a one-hour taker entrance. AJ would have carried him through a halfway decent match, and it would have been yeah. just a standard AJ versus taker match. Right. Probably well, with taker. AJ hasn't even put on, like, AJ has just been very generic and boring since, like, 2016 or 2017. Like, I, this conversation came up because one of the guys that writes for or that contributes to daily DDT was doing a, um, he was doing a tournament just to obviously pass the time. And it came down to one of the spinal seeds came down between AJ and Okada and AJ was winning by a lot. And mostly it's because people, WWE fans don't watch new Japan. Um, but there, so I made the comment that there is no planet in which AJ Styles is a better wrestler than Kazuchika Okada. (laughs) And the thing is you gotta let the system realize that though. Like when AJ first came in, he was still in new Japan mode and he was killing it. Now he can just coast. Shinsuke is doing the same shit. So, well, and that's the thing, like his, what he did. Because, I mean, we, and I say that as a fan of AJ, like, I really liked him in TNA. I was a fan of his. Um, I didn't watch New Japan when he was there because I didn't know how to watch New Japan and all that stuff at the time. So I missed all of that stuff. But, like, that work is what got him into WWE. And then, of course, they, he just, they got to the WWE version of himself and took away everything that made him what he was. And so he's just had you know, pretty generic, boring matches for the last couple of years. And that was a conversation I had with his, this guy was like, well, if you count the last 10 years, then I would say AJ's the better wrestler. And I was like, yeah, but Okada has been having five star matches. He had a historic title reign. He's brought new Japan to the mainstream or he was part of what brought it to the mainstream. So I was like, I don't discount anything AJ did with them or even in TNA. But I just think with, especially if you're looking within the last, like what Okada has done since 2017 and what, AJ has done is miles different and AJ I mean uh, Okada is only 32 years old and Japan and Japan you know obviously they a lot of them wrestle into their 40s and 50s so we still have a good you know 15 years of Okada left and I think he's going to get better yeah and where and that's not I mean and that's not AJ's fault I mean he's he chose to be where he's at and so he did his thing but I just um yeah, but just AJ. So I would like to see AJ go back to it. So I'm hoping like maybe this burial of AJ, um, not the literal Triple H burial, but mm-hmm. this type of burial, I'm hoping leads to some sort of change in AJ and he goes back to 2016, 2017. We, we need the OC to be an actual threat and they're not. Yes, and if, not be a joke. If they're, if they're going to be a stable, you have to be a threat. And Right, and they're not. No one's scared of them. Mm-mm. Um, they're basically comedy relief. Yeah, if you if you want to make the OC relevant, you got to start going back to old '90s throw people head first in a trailers NWO yeah. shit, and they're not going to do that. No. So. So they have, and they've had a pretty forgettable run in WWE. Yeah, I, that that's two guys I wish they would release. Yeah. yeah. Um. 
especially yeah, Carl Anderson because he's the worst thing that they could have done. I mean, Carl I guess Anderson is funny. wasting his prime right I'm now. Sorry. Carl Anderson is wasting his prime. Oh, 100%. <coughs> but 100%. All right. We still have night two to do, and we're two hours in. Yeah, well, <laughs> if you need I mean, to that's... this and split this into two nights, you can, but we'll be here. Uh, <laughs> let's no. just do it. Let's keep it going. Well, I'm talking, well, and also, I'm talking about the listeners if they need to pause it oh, and yeah. come back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Um, if they want to, then yeah, go ahead. Yeah, you have a pause <laughs> button for a reason when we start yeah, no, like this? Yeah, pause to, to or go take a potty break, get your snacks yeah, for yeah. two Th- more hours. This is your Elias Baron Corbin match. Yes. Um. <laughs> <laughs> we won't go nine minutes. <laughs> oh, man. All right, night two. I didn't watch the pre-show Live and Natty. Yeah. Um, I heard the match was good, though. I didn't watch it either. I heard, so. actually, I was reading, uh, one of the D- Daily DDT girls wrote an article about it, was talking about how uh, apparently Liv has improved a lot match-wise. I feel like Liv's really underrated, too. I know I'm just yeah, going on and on about about underrated people today, but... Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And, like, well, and I think part of it, too, is Natty is so good that she can, she's like a female Jericho. She can get anyone over. She's so good at what she does. She makes people look good. Natty's um, so good in ring, but she's so bad of a character. I love her so much, though. And, uh, yeah, she, her character has never been that great. I just want to punch her in the head. They've never <laughs> they've never helped her with that. And for whatever reason, they never developed her. <clears throat> well, and then for so many years, they used her to get other women over or... To help the new women, like to show them the ropes and all that shit, and so they basically treated her like <laughs> the end, and they didn't develop her, which is a shame because Natty deserves so much better than that because she's good and I, she's. I just I wish that they I wish they treated her better than they have, and I think if they had given her a character yeah, to begin with and not right. just being a nightheart, then you know maybe maybe things would have her. Ugh. I don't know what I inhaled, if it was cat hair or what, but... Oh, my God. Ugh. Are you okay. good, Doug? Yeah, I'm good. I thought that was Matthew. Okay. <laughs> no, that's me coughing up along. Hence why I'm quarantining, because if cat hair or dust can do that to me, I'm not playing around. You just never know. Um, but, yeah. All right, well, I'm glad it was good. I just... I. I didn't want to watch the pre-show. I didn't go back and watch it, and I completely forgot. I figured it would be five minutes again, so I was like, eh. It probably was. It was like six minutes and 25 seconds. There you go. Hey, so close enough. All right. Main, main show, night two. How'd we open? Here we go. For the NXT Women's Championship, Charlotte oh, versus Rhea Ripley. <laughs> now... I was not a fan of the ending at all. I wasn't a fan of the ending, but I thought the match was really good. I did too. I think it really elevated Rhea, which this whole thing was, and because I wrote an entire article about it, (laughs) about how this (laughs) to elevate Rhea and the NXT women's title, if they're going to treat NXT like Raw and SmackDown, then their titles should be something that's prestigious, not as an NXT is a step down 
which is he's not a step down and I, people I know still think of it that way. And this was the perfect way to elevate the women's championship. And then, then I remembered after the match happened that Vince, that Triple H said Vince personally handpicked this match. And then oh, it, of course, like, everything. Uh, he, of course he that did. explains a lot. So this he, is what fans were worried about from the beginning. Right. Is that Vince would, you know, butt in and change stuff up. Would not get involved, and here we are. And and that's not to knock Charlotte at all. And I I do like Charlotte. Uh, I know she gets a lot of shit, and understandably so in some cases. Um, But it's not her fault that Vince keeps doing this. Um, Vince just, she's blonde, and she has fake boobs, and She's a flare, and he's going to push her always. Oh, Elvis you can you have to say that much to you? <laughs> All right. Uh, sorry, I was telling Kat okay. to feed the cats. Because um, <laughs> it's 11 o'clock. I'm surprised they weren't tearing shit up, to be honest. Um, but, yeah, Vince, ever since NXT went to TV... I haven't touched it. Like, I think yeah. I watched the first TakeOver after, and that was it. I had, didn't even watch TakeOver Portland. Yeah, TakeOver Portland was good. Um, I enjoyed it, and they, but just, and the build-up to it was good, but then after that, it just completely fell apart. Ugh. Because that's when they really started their booking to go against AEW and not to further yeah. storyline. Um, I get why they gave it to Charlotte and especially hearing Vince was involved, like, it all makes sense. But at the same time, Rhea's so badass. Yeah, like, well, and they kind of, somebody, I've heard read a few people think that they have taken away, already taken away what made Rhea special, which I guess I can kind of see what they mean by that. And Rhea is definitely, yeah, I love her. She's definitely, she's just a different character. She's not like, I hate to use that phrase, she's not like the other girls, but she's just, she stands out so much. And to be 23 years old, she's so talented. And I think she's going to get even better. And she'll have more championships. I just, she should have never lost the, she shouldn't have lost the title this early. She shouldn't have lost this title. To no. That. No. If no. it had been, you know, the Raw or SmackDown title, I'd be like, yeah, okay. But right. Charlotte going it's back to NXT makes they, no they sense. Like, they're only doing that because of AEW. Yeah. Yeah. I know. And Charlotte has apparently made the comment that, like, you know, she's going to be a fighting champion and will defend it across all the brands. But the last time that happened, that was supposed to happen with the women's SmackDown. I mean, the women's tag team titles were supposed to be defended all. Yeah, nothing happened with that. And we see that that happen. So I have a feeling this will be the same way. And I don't see Charlotte holding the title for very long. Um I mean, some of that may also depend on the pandemic stuff, and they may just keep it on her just because it would be the easy thing to do right now. Um, but I just, I don't, and that's going to be, that's what's going to piss me off even more is Charlotte's going to hold this for a couple of months, and they're going to put it on somebody else. And it's going to be, so then Rhea would have lost for no reason. And it doesn't do, I mean, she had an excellent match, but it hurts Rhea to lose the title after just a few months to Charlotte. Could y'all imagine a street fight with Rhea and Candice? 
Yo. Oh, never let Candace no. not be Mrs. Gargano, though. I hate it because she's so good. She is. Well, and that's what I mean. I have tweeted many times about imagine having a roster with Candace LeRae and Bianca Belair and leaving your title on Shayna. Yep. I mean, I it's it. just, it's, it doesn't make, and they, their women's roster in NXT is very talented. Like, they have a really good division. It's just, it's the same women over and over. And, like, when they had, when they had the ladder match this week, like, as soon as they announced he was in it, it was obvious he was going to win. Yeah. And I have nothing against well, her. And I when love they, her. When they it, get new people who get over, they wait too long. Like, yeah. Bianca. Yeah, well, blew and that was up. kind of Rhea. I was surprised a little bit that they put the title on her after she had the big night at Survivor Series and like all the other stuff, and then they rewarded her and gave her the title, which was the right call. And then they just turned around and then made it meaningless. And then also, I think I didn't like. A, I kind of wish they had waited with Charlotte at Royal because obviously it was supposed to be Shayna that won at Royal Rumble, and then Vince changed it to Charlotte at the last minute. But then you also see that Bianca and Rhea have a ton of chemistry, but Bianca and Charlotte have a ton of chemistry. And so it just kind of looked like if they were going to have Rhea drop the title, it should have been to Bianca, not to Charlotte. I think so. Yep, I agree. But I mean, I guess if they were Bianca up, which they have officially announced her, which I'm glad for her. Um, I just think she... I didn't realize how old Bianca was. Yeah, I, I thought she was in like her early twenties. She's yeah. my age. Yeah. yeah, she's so I love her so much. I've nothing bad to say about her. Yeah, she's she, one, she's fantastic. She's one of my favorites. I love everything about her. <laughs> Same. Right. And as I love Montez and the Street Profits. Like when we were talking to them at Evolve, I was one of them. I was like, please tell Bianca we love her. Yeah, we totally were like, tell her that we love her very much and we want her to have the title because she's a queen and she deserves it. So like, we love you a lot, but we also love Bianca a lot. Yeah, I'm super jealous of a friend of ours who got to help train them one night just accidentally. Yeah. Like, Damn it. That's incredible. Um, That's a Thing. But anyway, but yeah. Right. So oh, I've, I know we I touched on it earlier about how we were talking about how you could hear things. Apparently, some people had things to say about Charlotte and Rhea and saying that it sounded like a, they were watching the porn because of the way the noises that they were making. But I was like, how is that any different than when Serena plays tennis? It's not like what it, I mean. How is that any different? Or the dudes who are loud and a aggressive and i was like what do you want although them to do? i think right after you texted that to me cat texted me from the other room and was like are you watching porn yes i was like <laughs> i mean it's charlotte and Rhea beating the shit out of each other that's pretty hot i guess maybe for some people <laughs> uh, but um, yeah i was like why i just it irritated me because i was like they what do you want them to do be quiet while they're beating the shit out of each other yeah, i mean that, no, it's part of selling if you were being, if Charlotte and if Rhea Ripley was beating the shit out of you, that's what you would sound like. <laughs> yeah, it's true. So, all right. Kind of weird. Yeah, uh, I thought it was a good match. All all the people saying all that just are trying to find something to bitch about. Yeah. I wish no. Charlotte hadn't won. It didn't make sense to me. There's no. no reason to give her that belt. 
It makes no, and then zero at least sense. We, at least when we thought the reason was because Rhea was the whole visa thing with Rhea, and then it turns out that was not true. Um, yeah. But that at least would have made sense. <laughs> yeah. But but then even somebody else was like, they could have just made her vacate the title and put it on an NXT wrestler. But you know, or they could have just you know had her say. Uh, I took it back to England with me. Fuck you guys. Australia. Yeah, or wherever. I just remembered she was on NXT UK. <laughs> yeah. I didn't remember where she was <laughs> from. Also, I didn't mean to yell at you. Yeah, it, yeah. sorry. <laughs> no, it's fine. I just, it, I remembered her being on UK, so I said England. Yeah, she yeah. Um, But, yeah, just have her take it. Brock Lesnar takes it to Minnesota all the time. That's pretty much another country. Apparently, he lives in Canada now. See, he, and they he, had to they had to fly him in before the Canadian uh, the Canadian U.S. border closed down so that he could be here to film some of the stuff for Raw and film to be on WrestleMania. Because if he uh, hadn't, they flew. I think they. I think I read that they flew him down on a private jet to yeah. make sure he made it. Well, all of his... Looks like that would have been pretty bad if they lost All of his transport, if he needs a flight, is private jet. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, apparently they flew him in, like, the day before it closed down or something. Wow. Fair enough. Lucky. Uh Yeah, right? Don't you wish you could command that in your contract for work? Yes, I need a private jet to fly me this 30-minute drive, please. (laughs) (laughs) Please and thank you. <laughs> you realize it would take longer to take off than for you to drive there. Don't care. <laughs> Do not care. The environment. I want my, I want my jet. Uh, all right. Uh, what was after Rio and Charlotte? Next match: Aleister Black versus Bobby Lashley. Uh, I didn't watch that match hardly. Why the fuck uh, do they keep putting Lashley against people who are good? <laughs> you're not wrong they keep doing it and he keeps <laughs> losing and I don't know why I'm supposed to expect Lashley as a threat he's the Jake Hager of WWE he's he has terrible. no he has no personality except I would rather watch his match yeah I would day. watch Bobby Lashley all day over Jack Hager and Jake Hager whatever the fuck his name is, is. <laughs> Okay, since I don't care about Lashley, I love Aleister Black. Um, I was surprised that they let Aleister win, honestly. I was too. Aleister is... They try to to make Lashley a thing with the whole Lana bullshit, and then it backfired and blew up in their faces, so I thought they were still going to try to salvage something with him. And and I still don't know. He, when, when they filmed this match, because he went to South America for a... Uh, press tour, and they put him in quarantine as soon as he got back. So, was he wrestling and possibly exposing Alistair and other people, or when did? Because somebody was like, "Well, did they shoot it before he left?" Possibly. Which, and, which I guess would be possible. Uh, especially, I was gonna say Alistair has health issues, but I think it's mental, not physical. Oh yeah, um, maybe. So <laughs> I feel like that's correct. Yeah, he's posted about it before. So, right. Um, also, Alistair is one of the nicest guys I've ever met in person. Oh, like, see, I've, I've never met him either. Um, he I has like. a really cool accent, too. But, uh, yeah, I we met him at Eve 
Evolve at Mania Weekend. Not Evolve, the stupid super show that was too long and boring. Um, <laughs> oh my god, it was so bad. There was like two good matches and it was like a five-hour show. Oh my god. Oh, um, hell. But anyway, point being, I care more about ripping on Jake <coughs> Hager's promo ability than I do talking about this match. Yeah. Because same. in that video package on AEW this week, every oh, 20 God, seconds. It was so bad. And every so I, 20 I, seconds. Oh, well, you know I do both sports at once, right? Do you? Uh, do uh, you? I wasn't <laughs> sure. You do them both at once? Well, yeah, I do them both at once. I'm like, oh, my God. That's the only sentence they taught him how to say. <laughs> yeah, because he that that thing, and that's that's I tweeted the care Doug. I tweeted, no wonder they put him with Zeb. <laughs> that's all I said about it. <laughs> and somebody was like, he's almost worse than Bobby Lashley. <laughs> yeah, he's like he has no personality whatsoever. Looks yeah. as a wrestler, and I was like, and he should almost be a Wardlow type. Which I don't know. Maybe Wardlow is great on the microphone. I've never. I don't know anything about him that's prior. how uh hager started in inner circle yeah. was never being and on the mic like, just, but he was supposed to be menacing but when he just stood there he looked like a deer in the headlights and he looked like a big dumb jock and didn't look scary at all yeah and so i guess that's why they started letting him talk but god he's so bad yeah and it's not even like i mean it also doesn't help the real life things i know about him which also make me just not like him as a person. But I, I didn't like him in WWE, and I don't like him now. I can't. There's nothing that he can do that makes me care about him. I don't know why they're wasting Moxley's time. Because Moxley's not going to get him over, if that's what they're hoping is going to happen. I, I, I think it's to make Mox more threatening. He like, is threatening. Look, Have you seen? Did you see his death match? His, yes. His Texas, yes. Texas. But, like... Look at this. He can even beat a monster. Like, it's... But I think it's Jake to hype Mox more. I mean, Josh, she, but Jake they need to quit using his wife. It just makes oh, me... Oh, God. She's so a like, yeah. Oh, my God. No wonder you're married to each other. She <laughs> had, like, three matches in WWE. I looked her oh, up because I was like, she looks like... Yeah, I couldn't remember if she was... Because I knew that Tara and Terrell used to be married to Drew Galloway, and I couldn't remember if she was the one that married Jake Hager, then I looked it up and it wasn't, and I don't even remember her being a wrestler, and I was like, Ooh. yeah. Yeah, I looked and it up, like, and I was like, oh, okay. A well-known model and actress. I was, I was like, like well-known well to who? Her husband? No one. <laughs> MA world? Yeah, so. Uh, I was right. gonna Oh, yeah. This is kind of not related, but we were talking about whether or not we would win. Um, if we if we won the um, AEW thing about like, <laughs> who you could talk to for okay. 15 minutes. Yeah, while, we're while we're here, because I entered that, too. First yeah. of all, $1,000, if you don't go into, like, the bomber jackets and shoes, you could almost buy everything on the shop. Right. right. I was like, hell yes, this is a super generous price. Um, <laughs> You're going to let me have a 15-minute Zoom call with somebody? Yeah. yeah. We were discussing, like, who we, what wrestler we would want to, um, who we would want to talk to. And we talked about a couple people. And then, like, they cut into the um, uh, Jake or Jack Hager thing. And um, 
And then they cut to Mox. I was like, oh my God, could you imagine trying to have a 15 minute conversation with Mox? I was like, that would be fantastic. From what I've seen, he's actually real quiet in real life. Yeah. Right. Oh, but, did, yeah. It always makes me laugh. I mean, like, if he's in character, that yeah. would be hilarious. Yeah. Like, so it makes I was like, can you put um, Renee on this? Like, I know she's not a part of this, <laughs> but can you put Renee on this call team? <laughs> you would probably make her be on there. It makes me laugh because I watched, we watched that thing on WWE, one of the backstage things a while back, and she was talking about how, like, he was texting her all the time and he thought she thought he texted with everybody and she was like then she found out he like only texted her because apparently he's like super awkward and <laughs> she said he just like was always there <laughs> and that's kind of how they ended up together is that he was just kind of always there and just they hung out and they got along really well and i was like i i can see how that <laughs> there was something she did in a um like a backstage and I was like oh my god no wonder she's married to Mox yeah they're like, like the they're really weird awkward there's I love them both so much though yeah, I mean Mox has said before and I think Renee has like confirmed that if they could just buy an RV and go camping around the country and never have to deal with people again they would do it they would be perfect for that. She, I read a few weeks ago that he said that he wants her to become, to because um, obviously she's making that Fox money now, that he wants her to get like a, a date, a morning show gig so that she can become his sugar mama and he doesn't have to wrestle except for when he wants to. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he said he wants to be sugar mama. <laughs> I mean... You could do worse on Sugar Mamas than Renee. Exactly. And Renee was like, I'm all for it. Oh, she tagged Gilman, the producer for Regis and, I mean, not Regis, uh, Kelly and um, Ryan. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, let's make this happen. <laughs> Works for me. Yeah, I was oh, like, I'll watch the shit out of that. That would be amazing. Oh, but then we talked about, they're like, what if it was Orange, would you, what if it's Orange Cassidy? Like, what, <laughs> what would he talk about for 15, can he talk just, for 15 minutes? <laughs> he would just hold his thumb up. Everything you said. Hey, you having there. a good day? Thumb up. <laughs> I think he would have to. I don't think he would get Orange Cassidy by himself. Like I think it would have to be best friends with I, Orange Cassidy to make it a fifteen minute. Call. I also think Orange Cassidy would zoom you from the bathroom. Oh, uh, and I would love every minute of it. <laughs> it would be fantastic. But like, can you just carry your laptop around and show me like your daily life? <laughs> yeah, I, I. Part of me wants to meet Orange Cassidy not in character, and part of me doesn't. Like, I want him to actually be that person. I yeah. know he's not. Don't ruin it for me. It, it would be hilarious. <laughs> yeah, it would be great. So, yeah, I was like, I was like, God, who would I pick for a 15-minute call? Yeah, I was like, probably, it, I, okay, probably Kenny Omega. Like, as much as I love Chris Jericho, it would probably be Kenny Omega. But then on the other hand, I was like, it's Chris Jericho, and I've watched him for years and and then Nikki brought up Moxley and then we talked about Orange Cassidy. I was like, there's so many people I would pick, it would be hard to I was choose. like there would just be I landed on Cody. Yeah, yeah. And I yeah, the little bit of interaction we we've had with him before, he's been wonderful. And that's what and then we were like, well if we get Cody we would want Brandy too yeah. because yeah. I love her. I love Brandy. Fuck that. I just want Pharaoh for fifteen minutes. Right. Can I just look at you? Can I, Can I have you? the Nightmare Family, please? Thanks. <laughs> Can I just watch? <laughs> hey, is DDP there? Let me talk to DDP. <laughs> DDP smiled at me at all in, and I um 
and uh, it was great. <laughs> and I was like, oh my god. Dude. I'm still mad I haven't gotten to meet him. Yeah. I, I don't know if I've told you all about I'm that. Gonna I'm going to tell him Spooky sent me so that he can know that I've been part of it. Because that's what, when back when DDP had a newsletter like 15 years ago, his Spooky was his cat. And uh-huh. he would always say, like, if you met him, say Spooky sent you. So he knew that you were on the mailing list. Yes. Nice. I- Yes, I would ever remember that. I was like, so whenever I get to meet him, maybe if I have a 15 minute call with him. But, like, you know, I know you don't remember this, but you thought it me all in. It was super great. You were just walking by and you found, and I was like, oh my God. Also, he's really fucking tall. Yeah. Um, no, I've heard he's like the nicest guy in the world. But, yeah. And I could probably reach out and make something happen, but it might cost me money. And I don't exactly have money right now. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it would be cool to meet LBDP. Yeah. Um, yeah. He, he just seems like we were saying about other people earlier. He just right. seems really genuine and like a cool dude. So Yeah, he seems like it's a light. And clearly he likes helping people because, I mean, if it weren't for him, we wouldn't have Jake Roberts right yeah. now. Or a lot of other people. Yeah, yeah. right. Nope. I know all the time Nikki and I are like when we see some certain things happening we're like DDP needs to like get in touch with this person <laughs> <laughs> DDP needs to help them <laughs> say DDP right. man so back to Mania screw Lashley <laughs> <laughs> what's after Lashley Otis versus Dolph Ziggler oh god oh god this was a rough stretch I did not enjoy the storyline as much. I think it just because it seemed it was so damn obvious what they were doing. <clears throat> but I don't know. Sorry, Miley was staring at Pete Dunn for a second. I mean, I who wouldn't stare at Pete Dunn? Let's be honest. I mean, I, I mean, well, right now his cleavage is being covered by his belt, so I can't stare at that. However, don't ask him about British wrestling though, because after I found out some of the things he said, I don't. Oh, he's yeah. become a WWE corporate shill too. Bummer. I'd forgotten about that. Yeah. You reminded me. Uh, yeah, I didn't. Apparently, he was like a David Star type dude where he was like trying to get unionized. Then he signed a contract and got a bunch of zeros on his on his paycheck and has forgot turned, all about it, huh? Yeah, pretty much. Which is highly disappointing. I mean, not at some point when I know Pete Dunn is coming on. I'm going to have to record Kat's reaction every time she sees him and send it to y'all. Please do. It's it's usually graphic and... Um, Does she not like him? No, she loves him. Okay. Oh, okay. She loves okay. him in a physical <laughs> way. Oh, oh man. I love him in a physical way. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know about Kat, and now we have so much to talk about. But they're talking, they're talking about him right now. Oh, hey. I, I love Trent versus. Oh, God, I love Trent Seven. I, I mean, I will so talk. Much. I love him in a physical way and a wrestling way. Yeah, same with Pete Dunne. Pete Dunne has amazing cleavage, though. All right. <laughs> well, he does. Uh, Not everybody has that good of a cleavage and that type of singlet, <laughs> but he does. Like the singlet might give him cleavage too. I also love. A- we went Otis Dolph, Pete Dunne. <laughs> I, I literally like three seconds. <laughs> I had forgotten for a minute what match we were on because we were talking well, right about Pete Dunne. Right now, Pete Dunne Dun versus Trent Seven is happening from a well, few Pete years Dun ago. Well, Pete Dunne and his cleavage is important, so I mean, it will it's, always be anything. It's more important than Mandy Rose and her cleavage, so. 
Touche. Uh, I think hey, Otis is a very entertaining guy, but I don't want him to be comic relief. No. No, and uh, poor poor Tuck, he just doesn't really have any person that, like, Otis has all the personality, which is probably why they're together. Yeah. It's kind of like, that. It's kind of like the American Alphas thing where, yeah. where they put somebody with more personality. Yeah. With- yeah, because Tucker's yeah. been in NXT forever. He's, like, Ty Dillinger generation. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, but, I just, I mean, I didn't really care about this match one way or another. I'm over Dolph Ziggler. I used to really enjoy what he was doing. I think he, when he cares, he's, he can be a very good wrestler, but then he keeps signing instead of going, like, he's missed his opportunity to go to New Japan and well, stuff like that. So. When Dolph is doing the it should have been me character, he's yeah. really, really good at that. And yeah, yeah. He's got, like, my career is on the line, and I've worked so hard for this. When he's doing that, he's one of the best things they have in that company. Yeah. The problem is, that's the only thing he can do. Yes. Yeah. So, so I was like, I mean, I guess that's why he keeps signing, so he can make his money and still do his comedy shit. And, which, you know, I don't fault him for. Like, if that's what you want to do, then do that. But then, on the other hand, take up. You take up roster space for somebody else who could use it, but then WWE will probably miss. They'll probably not. They probably won't uh, book them correctly either. So I guess it doesn't matter. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was obvious that Sonya was the one who did this whole thing, and yeah, like. But then it was (laughs) that backstage shit that that they did the SmackDown before where she was reading her tech, where she was reading delete out or saying delete out loud as she deleted the messages. With no so one bad. around. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was like, yeah, because we all say delete as we delete our messages. I was like, and you didn't even do the Matt Hardy delete, so what's the <laughs> point of saying it out loud? <laughs> just, She's just was, letting you know what she was doing. I know, but it was bad. And I really hate, if this is what, um, if Mustafa is gonna be um, what Sammy Callahan's current character is, I was like, why are you doing this to him? Oh, yeah. the, the hacker thing. Is it's yeah, Mustafa? I don't like it. Pretty obvious, it's him. Yeah, it's Mustafa. I don't like it. That's I mean, dumb. I you have to tell the truth and then expose the truth and like that shit. But if you're basically gonna waste him to do shit Ooh, like this, out. like just release him yeah, and let him. They need to. They need to cut so many people and just let them fly free. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Okay. So after Otis and Dolph. (laughs) We get Yeah, Sonya's going to confront Mandy next week or some bullshit. I don't care. Uh Yeah. Uh, all right, we got right. Edge versus Orton. So I'm gonna be a hundred percent honest. I know Edge feels better. I know he's cleared by a billion doctors. I know he's good, or he wouldn't be back. I couldn't watch this. You need to watch the 24, the WWE 24. Yeah, because you. I see. haven't seen it yet, but mm-hmm. I will. Soon, you both so. should watch it. I mean, I know, and I yeah. do. I get. Well, that was we felt the same way in the Royal Rumble. Like when he was there, 
Like, I knew that meant he was clear. He wouldn't do it if he didn't think he could, but it was hard. I, I was not, I did not pop like everybody else. No, it, like, was, I was, it like, was hard I for me to enjoy because I was just like, one wrong thing could happen and he'll be paralyzed. And I don't want to see that happen. The rumble, though, is a little safer. Yeah, yeah. it is. And they me. did, you could see, who was it that they were talking about? They he cradled, You could see him cradling Edge's neck to protect him. I can't remember who it was now. Um, uh, but, I can't remember. But, but um, yeah, somebody was taking care of him. I remember that going and on. I know, and I know, like, the whole, like, he approved the whole shit with Randy Orton in the chair. It was just really uncomfortable to watch. And I know that he trusts Randy Orton, which I don't necessarily know why he would. But, um, as far as safety in the ring, I don't think Orton is particularly dangerous. Yeah. His stuff is crisp. He doesn't do, he doesn't take risks that like he can't hit that move. You well, because he can do a whole lot. Man, let's be honest. Well, apparently he's got the mentality it's better to go in and not take risks and give a stol- solid, like, three-star, three-and-a-half-star match. That's been his whole career, really. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> he's, he's had some great, but usually it's because of other people. Yes. Um, but I... Well, this match, we started having issues with our Roku. Um, I don't I think it was actually the Wi-Fi. And so it dropped out, like, 28 minutes in and so I thought I was like we're gonna miss the end of this because I thought we're only gonna go half an hour so we how long a few, did it go uh 30 38 I think well like 36 minutes yeah Shit. something like that. that's a long last man standing match it is and yeah. so I thought, so actually I that's was... what we need to go back and watch because we missed a few minute gap and it was ripe it was like the climax leading up to the ending. So I want to go back and watch it, but I, I, I liked it. I thought the match was good. I mean, I can understand why some people think it went long, but I, I liked it. I thought it was good. And I saw somebody was complaining about, um, HBK, how he tries to make everything. Um, I'm sorry. I love you and make it into a whole match, (laughs) which (laughs) in a way I get, but for certain matches it works like the Ciampa Gargano match from this week like that ma- that makes sense because that's such an emotional match because you're so and most of us have invested have been invested in this for the last few years so and even in this match this is Edge's return to oh, the ring there was a two-year feud that worked shocking yeah <laughs> imagine yeah. that yeah even an arc that didn't really make sense until um until uh one of our fellow PWX fans put it into a thread that made way more sense than WWE ever did with this current arc with them. Um, but yeah, so I, I thought this match, um, it, I guess it probably would have been better in front of fans because edge deserved that pop of coming out for his first like real match. Um, and in a match that was this emotional, um, cause they got Beth involved and all of that. I kind of wish it had happened. <clears throat> in front of fans and maybe it wouldn't have, maybe it should have been shorter without fans. And if it happened in front of fans, maybe it should have been the length that it was. Um, but I don't, I didn't, apparently some people just really didn't like this match, but I, I like See, it. I've heard nothing but praise. I, I think I specifically cooked dinner during this match. Cause I'm still uncomfortable with all of it. With that. Yeah. I can like, understand. Yeah. I can understand. Yeah. And yeah. like, I, 
I really do like the build-up. I like the story they were telling. It made sense. If you're going to put two old-timers together, put two old-timers that have history and would have a reason to fight over this and that kind of thing. I really thought this was well done. Like, yeah, I thought so too. And like, but the thing when you say that, like, where does Edge go from here? Right. There's nowhere else to go. Like, if this this would have been a good retire, like retire on my terms match. But um, didn't he sign like for three years or something? Yeah. Something. Yeah. Uh, he's doing like periodic things. Like he's, I guess, technically just going to be a part time wrestler, which is probably the best thing for him. So he's going to do like Mania, SummerSlam, Survivor Series kind of stuff. Basically, that's fine. Pretty, which I'm fine with, especially if he's not going to hold a title, which I don't think he will. Um, There's no reason to give him a title. Are you sure about that? <laughs> no, not while Brock. Not as long as Brock Lesnar has a contract with him. <clears throat> but um, so yeah, that's. I think that's the kind of what's weird now is like. And what even technically, I mean, like, what does Randy do now? Like, he, he, this is one of the, you know, that he, this is where he's been better. Because when Orton cares about what he's doing, then that's when he's really good at yeah. what he does. Yeah. Um, but so, yeah, what does Randy do now? What does Edge, but I really just don't know what Edge does now. Like, where do we, I mean, I assume he'll be off for a while. He'll come back. Like to lead up to SummerSlam, probably, but like, who do you put him against? Undertaker? <laughs> and uh, no, Undertaker no. matches? Like, what do you do with him? Edge, Roman, Lashley, and Goldberg in a battle of the Spears. Oh, Jesus Christ. We already know win, so should be Edge. <laughs> I mean, do they do? Is there a point where we get Edge versus Jeff Hardy again? I know. I thought about I that mean, too, just probably now. if Jeff's uh, coming I mean, back. I guess that. Yeah. That would be something I'd be interested in, and especially if you're kind of getting the redemption story for Jeff. Um, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. <coughs> see that, especially if a building up to something like SummerSlam, um, I think that might be the next thing. Maybe get, I mean, maybe start building some stuff up with Jeff. Um, yeah, there's not anyone besides. The Hardys, he has a ton of history with that can wrestle. Yeah. Because I think well, I Christian's not clear. That he wants to wrestle, because um, he was saying, like, you know, ever, nearly everybody's new in the locker room, and so he has to meet them all over again. And I can't remember, I feel like he's named a few people he would like to have matches with, but I can't remember off the top of my head who it was that he mentioned. Um, but yeah, I was like, just, so, I mean, I guess that's good that he's got some new people to wrestle with, but where? how do you make it make sense? I wonder if they would make him wrestle Daniel Bryan. That would be a fun match, if they did it right. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, they're not going to do it right. No. Ooh, cleavage. So I think... <laughs> unless they finally, Wait, what? Pete, Pete Dunn and, and um, t- uh, Trent Seven are still on. Yeah, I like Duff and... Um, they're they, laid they out did, more, but you can they, see people. Everyone they had a shot of Pete's cleavage. I hate apron slots. I don't like them. They're okay. overdone. I hate yeah. them because they I always like them if like, they're done okay. They just always make me feel like somebody's going to get hurt. Especially if Will Ospreay's them. Not that he's a bad wrestler, but just he makes me nervous. because he's. Yeah, Will Ospreay is... He makes me... I love him. He's a phenomenal wrestler. He just he makes me really nervous. Yeah. Elvis, quit scratching the couch, asshole. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
I swear, it's the one like terrible thing my cats do is tear up the furniture. And we don't know how to fix it. Yeah, yeah. it's hard because even like because they'll say, "Oh, get them scratching posts," but they don't care. Yeah, no, he has several and he scratches them all the time. Yeah, uh, and scratching them usually doesn't work. Because <laughs> animals are assholes. Animals uh, can be assholes. Yeah. Matthew, how did you feel about Edge and Orton? Um, it coming into this, I thought, oh my gosh, this will be, this this is going to be good. This is going to be good. It was okay for what it was. I thought it went a little too long to me, but I, I thought it was okay. I mean, I wish I could have enjoyed it as much as you guys did, but I, oh, like I said, I actually didn't watch this match. I saw like the wrap up. But I, I yeah, made I, dinner or did something during this because I was so uncomfortable with it. So. Yeah, I, 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 just, I guess maybe the maybe the pre like pre recording this helped it because they could kind of. There was one part though was <laughs> that ear it it was weird and then now that I understand what happened, who was it? Was it uh, Randy that was bleeding from the back? Somebody had blood on their back. I think it was Orton. The ref never put on gloves, and apparently, it's because they filmed the sequence out of order, and uh, they forgot to put. Oh they my to make god! Put gloves on, <laughs> which I, is not. I, I didn't notice that. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I was like, why does? I mean, he's very obvious. Like, it, there's visible blood coming from down his like his shoulder blade down his back, and the referee is just carrying on. Like, because it drives me crazy. And I was like, especially in this comment, you need to be wearing gloves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, even Britt Baker was like, give me a glove so I could put my hand in her mouth the other day. Oh, yeah. like, that makes sense. And she's a dentist on top of that, so yeah. she gets high No, 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 no. She's a fucking dentist. <laughs> yes, a fucking dentist. So she gets fucking hygiene. <laughs> uh, all right. Um... um what was after the 38 minutes of me worrying about Edge's neck? <laughs> Next match, Raw Tag Team Championship, Street Profits versus Austin Theory and Angel Garza. What the hell was I doing during this match? Because I missed this one, too. The, the a- match was good for what it was. I just, Angel Garza should have had a different opponent. I mean, partner. I hate Austin Theory. That may be why I was checked out. I don't know what no. I was doing, though. Enjoy him. I think he's... I mean, I know... That we know people who say he works really hard, which I'm sure that he does. I don't discount that at all. I just really love Austin. I don't. On Twitter, I see so much praise. He doesn't have any personality. And somebody, I because I always have jokingly referred to him as generic Randy Orton because of his name. But then I made that reference a Slack group for, and they said that even Randy Orton has more seasoning than Austin Theory. Oh. Uh, at least Randy Orton has like the legacy thing he could play on. Right. Even when he was young and new and didn't know what he was doing, yeah. he could play that story. Right. Austin Theory has nothing except. Ooh, oil cleavage. Ooh, look, he's he's muscular and his moves are really crisp. That's yeah, he's like he's a W. I mean, he's what WWE wants. He is just. Which, and I, I, like I said, I don't want to take away anything from his work ethic. I know that he has worked his ass off to get where he is, 
But then he also comes in as just a generic white guy who is there because of what his body looks like. Yeah. He's only had five matches in NXT, and now he's at WrestleMania. Yep. Like, like why didn't... There's so many people they could have used. Like, they could have used... Well, I guess they're not heels, and so that's why. But, like, they could have used Ricochet there. They could have used Cedric. They could have used... Browserweights. Yeah, they could have had... Uh, they could have had Matt Riddle come in, since Pete is in the... U- since uh, uh, Stallion Pete is in the UK. Yeah, <laughs> Oni. Yeah, I mean, there's just a lot of people they could have picked, and I think, and especially because Angel Garza has a shit ton of personality, like, I don't know if they thought that would hide it, because he is just extremely charismatic, um, and he's obviously a very, very good wrestler, um, but then, so you have them against the Street Profits, so three-fourths of them are super charismatic people, and even, and not that Dox is, he's I guess more understated because Montez is a lot of energy and a lot of charisma all the time. But I don't think that takes away from Doc. Like, I think Doc's about his personality balances him out. Um, yes. And I think that's why they work so well together. Like I, I think Doc's gets overshadowed a lot because of Montez's personality. Um, but I think they're, I think that's part of what makes their tag team work so well is they're a good balance um, so- and they work so well together. Street Profits make me think of American Alpha because Angelo Dawkins is another guy who is just yeah. racing away in the performance center. He yeah. was talented. Well, he's likable. Mm-hmm. He was yeah. just sitting there and then they found him the perfect partner and yeah. it was just magic from day one. Undeniable. Yeah. Which I'm really glad um that they because they were there's been one of the few tag teams that have been caught up from NXT that has not been ruined. Um, Give them time. <laughs> oh, I will. <laughs> Vince, I will. Vince will find a way. Enjoying it while it's here. I give it a few months. They were, they were trying I mean, real hard months. when I was watching because they called them up and just had them talk every week. No, oh, and I hated that, and that's why that that article I wrote what because. <laughs> It got put in that Twitter moment. And but everybody, that, everybody went on forever. Smoke. Yeah. <laughs> and I had to, I had to ask people what, what the smoke meant because I had no idea. They cut a promo and it was uh, after Bianca had helped them at Mania. And they and Tez is like going on about, all, you know, how she's college educated. She's done all of these things. And she was like, I don't need you to tell people what I do. I do it myself. And Doc said... <laughs> She don't want the smoke. She is the smoke. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. It was fantastic. That's great. Um, but yes, yeah, I um, I just I, I hope the they don't. Like I was surprised they didn't. I hope they don't make a big deal about Bianca and Tez's relationship. They haven't so far. So I'm hoping, but which I and I think I like the natural way that they do because Montez clearly is like head over heels for this woman and he hikes her up so much and he just like I like that like so I hope they kind of focus it that way where they don't rub it in your face but it's obvious that they're together and that they love each other and but they don't have to constantly be like this is this is Dawkins I mean this is uh Montez's wife and all stuff like let them be who what they should have done with Johnny and Candace Yes. Let Candace LeRae be herself. Don't make her Mrs. Gargano. I hated how they handled that. So I don't want 
Bianca to become Montez's wife. Or the other way around, for him to become Bianca's husband. <laughs> like, I hope that they... I hope that they don't Leave go overboard it. with it. So, But so far, it looks good. I'm going to enjoy it for what it is, knowing that they're probably going to do something to screw it up. And I think what I think is going to happen, and I don't want it to, they're going to split them up. Because Montez is so charismatic, and people have compared his, his... They've compared it to The Rock, where he has a ton of personality. He could be a huge star within the next five years, and I'm afraid that they're going to break them up and and take away what makes them special, which I wish they would, I wish they would just make them like a day where they can have solo success, but they, at the stay end of the together. day, they, yeah, they yeah, stay together, yeah. they cheer each other on, they, and I was like, I, I would hope that they do that, but I don't think they will. I think that they're eventually going to break them up and they're going to make, they're going to push, push Montez to be a star. And they're going to leave Angelo I, to be jobber. Yeah. 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 You know. Yes, it does. I just so that's why I said I'm enjoying it for what it is now because it, I don't think it's gonna stay that way. Fair enough. All right. Pete Dunn and his shiny cleavage are gone, and now I'm sad. <laughs> I did find out. I didn't. How long has the main event has main event been on the network? Does anybody know? Main event. Um. Because I don't have. I canceled Hulu like more than a year ago because we never watched it and so now I never get to see Cedric Russell. Um it's been on the network for a while. Has it? So I was like I could have been watching Cedric this whole damn time and didn't know it. Yeah they 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 only put it on video on demand though. They they don't put it like a Oh well it's like here right it's in the feature the in ring because that's where 205 and NXT are UK are yeah, at. It's like they they quietly put it on there. Like, they don't yeah, say oh well go Go watch main event, you know? Yeah, I had no idea because I was like, I could have been watching Cedric this whole time. <laughs> yep. Because yeah. apparently he wrestled, um, like, I think a week or two ago, he wrestled <coughs> there, apparently. Before Cesaro was in this, like, artist stable, um, Sed and Cesaro were, like, the main event players or whatever. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think I do remember hearing about that. All right. Thank you. That Cedric, now that they're pairing him with Ricochet, I'm hoping they're going to make that an actual yeah. time. It sounds like they might. That upsets WWE me was... so much, though. What was that? That upsets me so much because they're both so good. Oh, I love them. I mean, if that's the way that they're going to get Cedric, maybe that's how Paul Heyman gets Cedric on TV because Vince is the one who pulled him off, even though Paul Heyman kept trying to push him and he did that little run with him and then I read that comment about that saying that that Cedric wasn't anything special and that pissed me off beyond the oh, reason why I know. hire him <laughs> like, then him right now he hired him to keep him away from everyone else yep and then well he and then he couldn't after the CWC where the fans made such a big deal which they should they couldn't not sign him and then they took him off 205 Live and did nothing for a long time. So he's severely wasted. I can't wait for his contract Place to be of a talent that they have. So I think I hope I hope he goes to AEW. And I mean, because not everybody in WWE should go to AEW, but I think he's one of them. 
And they should put him. Absolutely. They need to put him with guys against, like, I'd love to see him against guys like Scorpio Sky and uh, Darby Allen. Like, because he eventually obviously should be a champion, but he's somebody that you could put a TNT championship on. Yeah. Oh, sure. oh yeah. <laughs> so I hope to give when his contract is up. <laughs> All right. And a big deal about him being married to Paul either. They can just let him live his life. <laughs> True. <laughs> All right. What was after Street Profits? So right, Fatal Five Way Elimination Match for the SmackDown Women's Championship: Bailey versus Lacey Evans versus Naomi versus Sasha Banks versus Tamina. I Lacey wanted Evans. this to be good. Wait, would you say we were talking at the same time? <laughs> I wanted this to be good. It wasn't. No, it was too many people in the match for one thing. Tamina didn't make any sense. Lacey Evans has no business being in title matches. God, I was so scared they were gonna give it to her. Yeah, I, w- I thought I thought she was gonna get it legit. Like I, I, I thought, might oh have God, turned off it. Mania if she had. Yeah. Oh well, and my timeline was like, please do not let her win. Please don't let that. There, and people were like, oh my God, they're actually gonna do it. Like my timeline was flooded with people just like, please don't let this happen, or oh my God, they're really gonna do this, aren't they? <laughs> Nobody wanted it to happen. And so, where just, are her fans? Why do they push her? Because she's a veteran. She is. She and she's. There was no reason for the last two to not be Bailey and Sasha. Well, Um, they're gonna. They're. They've already started. The one good thing is they are planting the seeds for SummerSlam. SummerSlam is in Boston, which is obviously mm -hmm. Sasha's hometown. Um, But they planted the seeds last time and then just abandoned it like it had never happened. time they might not have a choice because of all that's going on i think they're gonna have to kind of pull the trigger on certain things and this one them however like you said they have done this before and it's wwe and they may miley stop miley apparently wants out i think she wants to go to the bathroom but hopefully she'll let us keep talking for a minute (laughs) if you hear our dog whining it's because she's not getting her way um (laughs) and she's talking about right and she might get loud um, yeah, the match should have been, um, I, I don't like that Naomi was out so early. Um, Naomi shouldn't have been, and she shouldn't have been, because Lacey's the one who eliminated her, right? I think. I don't know, probably. Yeah. So that pissed me off, too. But yeah, it should have been better than it was, but it was just too many people in the match. There's too many people that didn't belong there. Like, yeah. you put Sasha, Bailey. Naomi, that's going to be a decent match. Not, yeah. Not burn the house no, down, but, it but it'll be solid. Yeah. But then you throw in Tamina and Lacey to cover for. Yeah. And it's not good. Right. And then it wasn't even, and even before it was Tamina, it was supposed to be Dana Brooke, and then she went to quarantine, and Dana shouldn't, and she doesn't need to be in that. I mean, they don't use her, so why are you going to put her in a title match? I've heard Dana's gotten better, but I haven't I've seen that it. too, and, like, and I, that's fine, but if you don't use her, and then all of a sudden they're like, which is kind of what they did with Tamina. Tamina's been gone, and they're like, hey, let's put her in the women's title match. Yeah. And I didn't, so I didn't care for that, and then yeah, I just don't like Lacey at all. She's yeah. not good. She's yeah. not good. <laughs> I agree. I, IRL, so she is nothing special. No, no, no. They just push her because she's a veteran, and 
I like her gear and she's, for the most part, and that's about it. Yeah, and she's a she's a Marga supporter, so they push her. Uh, and I, can I, can uh, I tell you how much I hate that they call her the her punch the woman's right? I was because, just thinking that because we know that's probably not what she believes in, <laughs> and it just irritates. <laughs> it makes me so mad that that's what they call it, and it makes me cringe every time I hear well, and it. And I hate they always call her Southern. They're like the sassy Southern Belle. I'm like, oh God. No. And they try to make her this big character. And then like her whole Twitter personality, like her whole calling, telling the, telling women they need to cook for their man and all this 1960s bullshit just, it makes me, I mean, 50s, whatever, whatever she is. I just, I can't stand. I don't like anything about her. <laughs> and then and then because I know that she was homophobic to somebody that we all know and love very much, yeah. um, just really, really turns me off from her. All right. Well, that's enough Lacey Evans talk for... Yeah, for real. Yeah. <laughs> We're done. We don't have to ever talk about her again. <laughs> uh, all right. Who's next? Firefly Funhouse match. Bray Wyatt versus John Cena. I loved this. They redeemed The Fiend so hard with this. Absolutely. They brought it, because after Goldberg beat it, I was like, oh my god, they ruined it. How how did they ruin it this easily and that quickly? And yeah. then they just turned it all around. With well, and that, the thing is, I don't even know, but would we have gotten this if it weren't for the current situation? I don't, we would have not had a match like this, but would they would, I don't know that they would have given I him mean, the, the redemption match. We would have gotten so, Fiend so, and Cena and Fiend would have squashed him in two minutes. Maybe. You know, some, some people, some people told me like, you know, this wasn't really a match. Like they barely I, even hit each other. Which I which I totally understand their views and everything, so they're wrong. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> they're wrong opinion. I mean, I guess they're yeah. like it should be a match because it's WrestleMania. No, sometimes we can have fun. Look, if I can watch Undertaker do the shit that he did with his old ass and his rickety old hips, then yeah. I can watch this. And I I know I love how so we have one friend that was like, oh my god, I love this Undertaker thing. It's like a movie. And then someone that was talking about how she loved, um, she was loving this match. And he was like, really? And I was like, it's not that much different from what you just had on long It was just a different approach to it. And I think what I really liked about it was John Cena can poke fun at himself. And Mm -hmm. I think the perfect person to do this um, and because I, I have had like have nothing against John Cena the person. I think he is wonderful. Unless he has on a contract, yeah, yeah. Unless you have to sign a contract to date him, then you know I have an issue with that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you can't cook. You cook in his kitchen. Yeah, like all his dumb it's bullshit. Not to date him. It's a cohabitation agreement. Yeah, that's why I was like, that's what they should have brought. Instead of doing the Nikki Bella dance, he should have just brought up the contract. <laughs> But, oh, I, I love that Bray uh, saying Nikki's theme. Yeah, that was pretty good. That was the best moment of, of the whole thing. And thing. I think what I liked about this, a lot of this stuff made me laugh out loud. Yeah, because... What I liked is it was like the roast of John Cena without making it a roast. It was yeah, still right. foreboding and scary and 
all that, but it was just making fun of John Cena. Yeah, and but I think it was it was really smartly done. And then like after that thread, we saw where they kind of went mm-hmm. more in depth. It like it made so much more sense. And then I've seen because I've seen a lot of people shit on this, and people like I don't follow Voices of Wrestling. Um, gener- oh no, actually, wait, I think I do. But this is that they were shitting all over it and saying, well, we don't need a breakdown of it because it was obvious what they were doing and it was dumb and it didn't make sense and it was a waste of time. and just It made all the- perfect sense. Yeah, yeah. and he just shit all over it. And I think, I can't remember, I think Bix, which I enjoy, I generally enjoy some of the things that Bix says, but like he shit all over it, I think. He shit all over But he also shit all over Undertaker and uh, AJ, I think, too. I, um, I can understand if these two things weren't style. But uh, yeah. for me, I watch wrestling to be entertained. I was entertained right, yep. as shit by both of those segments. Yeah, I agree. That's, I agree. I agree. And there's a time and a place. Like, I enjoy serious matches. I, some technical matches, I, I will watch anything that Zack Sabre Jr. does, and I will be impressed and blown away every single time. Like, I've never seen it. Um, and there are certain things. Like, I think there's a time and place for everything. But I enjoy comedy matches. I think there they work and this was not necessarily a match like they say but i think it was it was something that i never thought that i'd see in wwe and i really like i really really enjoyed um <laughs> the nwo mm-hmm. because that is that's the closest we'll ever see to heel cena and i loved it i thought it was really good and then um because i was reading they were saying that a while back Vince finally agreed to turn John Cena. He had merch printed up and everything. And then at the last minute, Vince was like, no, he was like, you're my number one seller. You do my make a wish stuff. We're not making you a heel. And I think that John Cena's character wouldn't have become so stale if they had turned him. Yeah. And so, and I get, I mean, I get it to an extent that you want to have that one person that's always your, which is what they try to do with Roman. And I, obviously that backfired too and there and so and i could eventually maybe they'll do something like this with roman eventually but um i just thought it was i'm glad that john cena could could laugh at himself but also make the points of like you know i basically bray was saying you or the fiend was like you did this to yourself like you made all of these choices and this is why you know the fans started to turn on you um this is why now you make movies instead. Nobody really cares when you come back. This is um, why LOL Cena wins with a thing. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And so, and I like that Cena is self-aware enough to not only realize what's happening, but to have his own, like, that he, because you know he had input on it. He, yeah. you know, he approved things. And I think that he made the, and I heard that they said, like, Bray had certain decisions, or, like, made had certain ideas and visions and things and John Cena was like why don't we do it this way and uh, they didn't say specifically like what those were but that it worked better and so I like that he was really collaborative <clears throat> with so, it and like no way like if you had told me this 10 years ago that John Cena would do something where he makes fun of himself like I wouldn't believe it John Cena is so just standard in the ring like right. he is your stereotypical good guy wrestler in the ring. But the guy has a mind for the promo game and the audience and Mm -hmm. the humor. He, I still don't like his ring work. 
Right. But I respect the shit out of him. Oh, 100%. There 100%. Were, I don't remember where he was, but there was one place where they were booing him out of the building, and he stopped his, pro, his script wherever it was, and he turned that shit around in less than three minutes. Yeah. And I was just like... That's that's like a sign of genius to me. That right. wasn't that wasn't scripted. That wasn't Vince in his ear. That was he looked at the situation, adapted, and stood around so he yeah. could do what he was out there to do. Yeah. Right. And so yeah, and in that sense, he's really smart and he's really good at what he does, and that's why he lasted for such a stale character. That's why he's lasted as long as he has because he figured out ways to to make it work. Yep. When it wasn't working. Yeah. He, I, I, he's one of those guys I never want to see in a ring. But I yes. watch his promos. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree with that. Who? Yeah. I mean, and I like the way that they had Somebody him. had, like, the best promo I'd seen in years. A couple years ago. Mm-hmm. Who was it? Shit. Like, I sat at home... And watched it like three or four more times. And it was Cena and somebody, but I don't remember who it was. It, yeah, it, they it, let Cena be himself, that's when he's at his best. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah. then just, <laughs> I really enjoyed all the ways he put, oh my <laughs> god, the, the D's nuts thing made me laugh so hard. <laughs> there was something else he said in that that I was like, did they just let John Cena say that sentence on Mania? Yes, yeah. yes, they did. It, yeah, it was... and, and I think, and I, I really because I, I, I really like. I've always liked Bray Wyatt. I liked him when he was Husky Harris. I thought I think he's very good, but they always, always drop the ball with him. Like they get let him get all this momentum, and then which obviously what brought us here. They had all that momentum, and then they made him lose to John Cena when he shouldn't, and it basically ruined him once again. And so I think that Bray working with Matt Hardy was one of the best things that they could have ever done because we wouldn't have gotten, I don't think we would have trusted him to do The Fiend and the Firefly Funhouse without that. I think he would have just kept just being there, just taking up space, randomly having matches, and that's it. But I think he's, I think Bray. Rambly Sister Abigail promos. I think he's a lot smarter will give him credit for and he's a lot better like i think he would thrive in an AEW setting like again not everybody should go there but i think in a setting where he has freedom to be himself and to or to be the character he wants to be like i think he could he could thrive in a in a matt hardy type of thing where he in a damascus type character like i think he could he's really creative um Did you imagine I, I, if the bray match had happened not in WWE. Yeah, it would have been incredible, and I think Bray would be bigger than he is if he if they hadn't keep. And I mean, obviously, like it, even look at Luke Harper, like he they kept him back and holding him back, and so uh, I think that's the same thing with Bray. They just continually drop the ball with him, and so I, now and then and then. I think they're waking up with Bray. I think. I, hope, I think the I fiend think getting so. over. And being such a thing that everybody was talking about. Yeah. Because there were people who hadn't watched wrestling in 20 years who were texting me. And were like, what the fuck is this shit? 
Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Which, again, would not have happened without Matt Hardy because Matt Hardy opened that up for people who weren't watching Lucha Underground, who don't watch indie wrestling and realize that indie wrestling always does crazy ass shit <laughs> and can get away with it. So I think he brought it into a mainstream that people were, and they're, I guess, more accepting of it now. And so I think that's why The Fiend worked. Um, I don't know if I like what they're doing. I mean, we can hear the promo, so I don't know if I like what they're doing with Braun Strowman. I don't know if that's the correct way to go with Bray, with The Fiend after this um, John Cena thing, but I just, I really hope they don't drop the ball with him again. I hope they keep letting him I hope they give him more creative control and just let him keep doing him because when they do he's one of their best yeah there's I would not have agreed with you before all this Firefly Funhouse stuff but now it's like other than when they do stupid shit like have him lose to Goldberg or do an annoying red light and sound right this stuff has just worked it's just it's absurd and it's terrifying and it yeah but it it fits so well and like the pieces actually have payoff yeah um yeah i think if we didn't have the payoff then yeah we'd have it would it wouldn't work but he has yeah yeah, it's uh it's an interesting it's one of the few interesting things going on in wwe right now yes I agree. But, yeah. It, it, this segment was something totally different. I never thought we'd see. And I enjoyed it thoroughly. Yeah. yeah. I enjoyed it way yeah. more than I thought. Uh, that, to me, was my favorite thing of both nights. Yeah. Me too. Yeah, I agree. Um, just watching this. I, like, I didn't expect like any of this to occur. But then, yeah. you know, after, like, watching it, I'm like, wow, this is, like, one of the best things I've seen up from both nights. Yeah. So the, I, I loved it. The loved Vince it. puppet dropping <laughs> oh that such good shit, I lost yeah. it. That caught me off guard. I was I, like, wait, I wait. did not <laughs> expect it, and there it was. Yeah. It was and they just... made a t-shirt out of it, too. Uh-huh. Yeah. Of course, I'm, they're going to drop I'm it anyway. I'm wondering if Fox is saying, hey, we need y'all to get a little edgier. I think so, because they were losing ratings so much. I think that they're like, we are paying you a shit ton of money. You need to start living up. There was a lot of swearing on this show. Yeah. Yeah. A lot. I mean, there's usually more on pay-per-view, but not like this. So. They also, when you're talking about merch, I saw... Uh, Bray tweet earlier. I forget what the shirt was, but he also they sell Zubaz pants now, and they're blue with um. And they got a little um, like not decal, but I guess it's like a patch, and it says Yowie Wowie on it. Nice. That was pretty great. I was like, I was like, he has some. I mean, quite something Mojo Raleigh would have, but they let Bray have it. All right, and that should lead us into our last one, shouldn't it? Hey, oh, you know what? We haven't. Yes. We no. Before that, though, was the twenty four seven thing. Mm. Oh. Here. Oh wait, we're twenty four seven. Yeah, because that's when Titus was all con- that cut to Titus's reaction 
Yes. Was, <laughs> that his face was priceless. Titus is another guy I don't need to see wrestle, but I thoroughly enjoy him as an entertainer. Yes, yes, yes I agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was <laughs> that was great. But I mean, we can technically skip twenty four seven because I yeah. I can't stand. I fucking hate Gronk. And uh, hope y'all are up to date on the Mask Singer, but called his want- called his ass from week one. Um. Oh, was he on it? He was the White Tiger. Jesus. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, I can't see him. I can't either. I didn't like him when he played football. I just, I find him to be... Brandon Moon was like, how do you... He was like, how do you not like Gronk? I was like, because he's a dumbass frat boy. Like, I mean, it just seems like that's his life. And I I don't know. He's obnoxious. A lot of frat boys turn uh, women off, so... (laughs) I can't stand him. And that was way too many people. I'm like, this is not so they are not social distancing at all. Correct. Yes. Yeah. When he yeah. back, I'm like, somebody's gonna get sick. Yes. <laughs> and really, that 24 seven title, if it's not gonna be on our truth or Drake Maverick, I don't care. True. And let's even talk about Reddick Moss having it. True. <laughs> yeah, our truth. Changing the name every time he talks about it. My favorite. I also love that he always puts in, he throws in the European title. Yeah. <laughs> My favorite. He was great. <laughs> uh, we love him. All right. And that, after our truth and Gronk and all that mess, leads us to our very last thing. Which I forgot about. I felt really, I felt really bad for that for Drew. Everybody was still talking about the John Cena shit in my timeline. Yeah, paying attention at all. Yeah, I didn't pay attention. I was like, oh shit, that match is over. They should have put that match before. I know that they didn't want to do the same thing because they put Gold and Braun ahead of AJ and um, Undertaker, so they didn't want to do the same thing two nights in a row. But they took that that took away from it. Because Here's my thing that took away from it, and I know Brock can't go long, but I'm <laughs> tired. He went longer than Goldberg, though. <laughs> True. I'm tired of matches with guys who can wrestle not having wrestling. Drew and Brock, even though it wouldn't be long, Brock can actually wrestle. And it just... It bothers me that they don't let him anymore. You know? I don't like, I've never been a fan of Brock Lesnar, so the less of him, the see, yeah, but the better. I don't, I've I never mean, liked I him. don't blame you, but like, Brock and Roman from San Jose, there was actual wrestling in that match. Because Roman probably was like, I gotta wrestle. <laughs> I just, I, I think it actually takes away from Drew. To have him beat Brock like that. It didn't show how good he actually is. It shows See, he could I'm hit not, him with a few finishes. I've never been a huge Drew McIntyre fan either. I liked him a little bit more when he was in XT and came back. Like, I enjoyed him a bit more. I just have never... But like, I'm happy for him. I think he... I'm glad that he won. I know he's worked his ass off. Um, he's just... I don't know why. I've just never really connected with him. Um, I don't remember if I talked about this with y'all before, but... Um, I am a fan of Muppet Treasure Island. Yeah. 
Hollywood, and he talks like Billy Bones, and that's all I can think of. <laughs> she does. When, she mentions it like nearly every single time he talks. Because that's all I can like. I quit listening to what he's saying because all I can think about is Billy Bones from Muppet Treasure Island because that's right. what he's like. <laughs> all right. I, I, yeah, but I, I I think he deserved better. I think. He's somebody that should have won in front of a crowd, and they didn't even give him any fucking confetti. <laughs> he should have won in front of a crowd, and he should get to show what he can actually do. Because yeah. the guy is crazy talented. NXT yeah. and his indie run, show it. Like, yeah, I didn't see much of his indie run. Oh, I saw him in TNA a little bit. and But I did, yeah, I did enjoy him much more. And NXT, like, I started to finally kind of get what people saw in him. Yeah, and um, then he got hurt, so. Yeah, and so I know he's ass off, and I'm, I'm happy for him, but I just, I didn't care about that match because yeah. I didn't have any investment in it because I don't like Brock Lesnar, and then I was complete, I was still completely blown away from the, the Fiend John Cena stuff that I really just did not care, and yeah. I felt bad, I felt bad for Drew because I felt like he got his moment taken from him to an extent, yeah. and I to hated that. I, I agree. I felt I hate yeah, by, the, by the time then, the match ended, people were still and, talking about the... Yeah, and then the night you have him, his first title defense is, a, I guess, the fucking big show because you're plugging his Netflix show. Yep. That yeah. was... I did not watch Raw last night, but or, or last Monday, but then I was like, wait, he's having a match with Big Show? Yeah. And that yeah. happened, like, after Ma- WrestleMania? Like, what? Like, yeah, it was real. So I'm like, is this how you're going to do his title run? Like, where it's meaningless and doesn't mean shit? And, I was, and somebody made the point that they probably already had the match in place because of net, the Netflix show, which I get, but don't put him in a fucking title match to promote his show. Yeah. I mean, that just, I think it's disrespectful to Drew. <laughs> and I do, it and is. I like, and I love the big show. I've loved him since he was giant and. WCW and I don't hate Big Show. I love Big Show and especially for what I always enjoy seeing him. I don't necessarily need to see him in matches either. But he's he's one who needs to just talk. I think he would be they I think he would be like I think he should be a trainer at the performance center. Like I think he he seems really good with people. He's seen he obviously has been around for a really long time. I think he would be if that's what he wanted to do. I think he what I've read about him, he's really, really good at, like, knowing himself and stuff, but he's uh-huh. not so good at, like, coaching others. Oh, really? And, like, when things aren't going according to plan, he kind of gets <coughs> a little lost. Oh. Um, this is, I have not heard this before. So, but I, I read this I whole long article. Well, but about, I will take, I'll take back what I said. <laughs> about Big Show and Hogan. And... There was a point when Big Show was not wrestling and he thought he was retired that Hogan was like, shit, man, you should be a boxer. And he straight up started training as a boxer basically just because Hogan told him it was a good idea. Oh, God. Hogan's the last thing he needs to take advice from. Big Show found out he's got a glass jaw and he may be huge, but he gets hit in the wrong spot and he's out. Oh, no. So it was a huge waste of time. Time and but he straight up said he's like man when I'm in that mental place I'm just looking for a way out what I think mm-hmm. he is really good at 
is the kind of like brand ambassador stuff. So yeah. he should be in charge of their like charity. Yeah, I, I can stuff. see that. I agree. He's a really, he's a person that's really likable. Like, maybe not like quite like McFoley, but I think he's a really yeah. likable person. But like um, WWE community or whatever yeah. they were advertising, put Big Show in charge of that. Put him in charge of be a star. Actually, isn't yeah. that what he does? Isn't that what he's an ambassador for? If I think uh, Special Olympics, be a star. He does a lot. Yeah. So that I think is really good. Yeah. But that's yeah. what he should be. He's. He doesn't yeah, need to be wrestling anymore. I don't need to anymore. see him have any more matches on no. my TV. <laughs> no. The second I, he stopped being able to do a choke slam, he needed to stop wrestling. Yeah. I mean, God, he's been wrestling for over 20 years, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah, because he that's was... a long time. He was wrestling back when we were... That's like right when we got a he WCW. In, he was in the stable that was taking over WCW before NWO showed up. And their whole point was to end Hulkamania. Yeah. And they, it was like Kevin Sullivan and they were like this evil villain dungeon thing. And they were like, we have the answer to Hulkamania. <laughs> and it was Andre the Giant's son, the giant. And all that. It was ridiculous, but I ate that shit up. Yeah, I think started watching after that was over yeah, with. Yeah, because I think Kevin Sullivan was gone by the time we started watching so WCW, because I don't remember we're seeing him. I had Kevin Sullivan and his brother Dave Sullivan when I watched. Yeah, oh. we, didn't, we didn't see either one of those. Yeah. Because we came in, we came in right before NWO started, yeah, I think. Yeah, this was probably a good year or two before NWO. My cousin watched WCW, and I went and stayed with her for, like, a summer, and we watched. And that's back when it used to repeat, so, like, Thunder Thursday would come on, then something else would come on, and then Thunder Thursday would come back on at, like, midnight, and yeah. we would watch. We'd watch yes. it again. <laughs> so, like, they get and so, and that's, like, I watched a lot of that stuff, but I don't remember, like, matches. I remember characters, unless <sighs> the finger poke of doom, which <laughs> that would set me off. That will set me off, and I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> Fair. I did it a bit, and it makes me right. have to play myself, so. Well, we are at almost three hours and 20 minutes, so <laughs> I am going to say, overall, pleasantly surprised by this mania. Yeah, and yeah, I will say, yeah. um, even for the things that I didn't like, I applaud the talent and the cameramen and or camera people and the crew and all that who risked their health to bust their ass and show, um, even for the shit I didn't like. Like they still, I applaud them for that. I respect them a lot for the things for for having to do what they have to do and um, trying to entertain us and also make you know get a paycheck and things like that. Yeah. At first, I thought it was a really bad idea. But I mean, at, you probably but watching the show. <laughs> watching the show, I was like, well, not a good idea to do it, but it happened. So yeah, yeah, it was still a bad idea, even though they did it. But the matches were solid. Yeah, yeah. Um, which I can't say about every mania. The split yeah. really helped the pacing. The first mania I've enjoyed you know, in a while, because it's just got to the point where Mania just didn't matter. Like, this they don't... 
probably the best overall mania since San Jose. Yeah. Because, um, I, so. I mean, it, no, nothing's been as good as WrestleMania 30. But, no. No. That but was their, San Jose they... was the last time I could say Mania overall was entertaining and good. Yeah. And after that, it just, the one I was at sucked. New Orleans started well and then fell off a cliff. Yeah. Here started well, fell off a cliff. Yeah. I just really also would, I wish they would go back to what WrestleMania used to be, where it was, well, actually where shit mattered. But also, like, when they, like, I miss wrestler entrances. Like, the yeah. big, over-the-top, and it was every single match. Like, it wasn't just the main the event. Yeah. Triple. It wasn't just Triple H <laughs> yeah. making his entrance. Like, I miss where they, and, like, like all the new gear, like Rey Mysterio, you guys wear, like, character gear. Like, he did the Avatar thing, and he did Joker. And, like, I miss them putting, like, it's almost because they have so much shit that they do now. Like, I would, if you're going to make me watch eight hours of a pay-per-view, then give me cool-ass entrances for every single fucking match. Yeah, <laughs> Rusev came in in a tank. Yeah, that's what? like the last memorable. Wait, yeah, is that like the last like really memorable entrance? I'm trying Outside to of like trips, probably. Yeah. Let me think. So, uh, just... New Day did a giant cereal box, and yeah, Dallas. that was really cool because we watched that again when it came on ESPN last week or weekend before last, and they came out. That was really cool. Like, so I wish they would all go. Every match would go back to do. Oh, and I really like. I do. I did really like Charlotte playing paying homage to her dad and coming in the uh, helicopter. Yeah. Yeah, I thought that was cool. That was really cool. I liked I appreciated that. Um I would hopefully we'll have better entrances than Becky driving to work. (laughs) 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 Well, I I feel like the entrances they were like, well shit. We're in the PC. Good luck, yeah. guys. But yeah, and I get it. I get it in the situation. But overall, like they just don't try yeah, anymore. But last year, what, the pageantry has been gone yeah. from the wrestlers and put that's on the what, show. Cool. And like you said, when it used to be kind of the season finale and the restart, but now when they just let Shinger, then I don't really care for that. So I wish they would go back to. So I hope if that's some of the lessons they learned from this year's WrestleMania is. Like, what the fans are interested in, that they need to make it more of a production than they have been, and make it actually mean something, than just to be having a show because it's WrestleMania and you have to have it. I agree. Oh, man. This is... It's funny, because I've been staying up late, because I don't have to, like, get up at 5.30 to go to work anymore. Uh But at the same time, I'm like... Damn, this is late for me. <laughs> it is not late for me and Nikki. However, yeah, it's it's pretty. It's still a couple hours away from our bedtime. <laughs> Don't judge. Where does night owls? Let me live my life. It's okay. what I do. <sighs> All right. Well, I think that's a pretty good review wrap up of Mania. Yeah, um, thanks for having us on. It was fun. I miss having actual conversations with you guys. Right? I mean, I love yep. our tech group, but I like hearing it, hearing your guys' voices. Yeah, I think that's been the hardest part because, like, 
we haven't been going to most of the PWX shows. And then, like, quarantine-wise, yeah. like, I see nobody. So yeah. it was nice to yeah. sit around and shoot the shit and get mm-hmm. on tangents yeah. and all that. So Yeah. Absolutely. Well, maybe if we're still in our quarantine, because Double or Nothing's probably going to get, like, pre-taped or something. Yeah. So maybe we'll do a Double or Nothing. Sounds good to me. Yeah. All yeah. right, okay. guys. Uh, you should know where to follow all of us by now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm not even going to bother. You should, you should read my articles in Daily DDT. I'm going to plug myself over there because I actually did, I had, I've done some cool stuff over there and I really like these people and so and wrestling and care about it too. So, yeah. So we put out, we try to put out good content, even with there not being, with wrestling being limited the way that it is, we <laughs> still try to find ways to, to talk about it and keep people, give people something to read while they're sitting at home <laughs> and let go. me say, if you have not seen i'm about i'm about to talk about this again if you have not seen muppet treasure island <laughs> go, <laughs> go on a youtube clip, clip talking about billy bones <laughs> you can to that and tell me tweet me and tell me that that is not like is gonna quote tweet the, the tweet about this show with a <laughs> with a clip of billy Bones. you cannot tell me that that does not close like your eyes i will i will check tomorrow because uh, um, when i'm done doing this i'm uploading and going to sleep but well, yeah. whatever gets tweeted. Oh, don't think I won't text it to our group tomorrow. People are going to be like, what the fuck are you tweeting a link to well, if you, if you if you interact with us some more. He doesn't love us anymore. Oh. <laughs> I get all this shit, and then Kat's not a part of this either. Well, we know Kat loves us. She just doesn't love WWE, so. Yeah. And by the way, tell Kat, her, her hair looks amazing. Um, yeah, I do. Wear, when we were watching um, X16, and I, but I thought we were gonna get to see her, and then things, and then and then shit happened, and I was like, "Well, fuck, we don't get to see her," and I can't tell okay. her in person that she looks amazing. I right. will. She's probably actually asleep, but which is a rare night that she's up or she's asleep before I am. But <laughs> um, yeah. Well, but you can for tomorrow. I will. All right. Well, it was fun, guys. I'll be in touch, I guess. Sure, we'll have some. Who, who knows when the next PWX show will be? Yeah. PWX, what's that? <laughs> uh, wow. All right. Like, Good night, everybody. Dog needs to go to the bathroom, so. Yeah. All right. Bye, bye, everyone. All right, bye. bye.